Hello! We're back! Uh, I'm still Mickey, this is still Carlo. Um, how are you doing this week, Carlo? Uh, super busy. Super, super, super busy. Super, super, super <laughs> it's busy. It's been pretty much non-stop ever since, um, ever since Tony Grand last Monday, so uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, a little bit tired, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we can pack it in if you want. Should we just, just call it a day right now? Go home. <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so busy because you know, like I could always, I always could be busy. I always, I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. A lot of what has been happening in the last week, I could have done before the update came up. You know, I'm not lying, right? Like the amount of time it's taken to like update the website wasn't related to how long it takes to change the builder. The mm -hmm. builder, thanks to Mickey putting together some images for it. The builder took about half an hour to update. All the rest is because I knew that I had like all these things that I wanted to improve about the website. And, you know, when the builder updates is the perfect time to do it. So, you know, it's only because I've been putting it off for months that uh, that I'm so busy. But being excited about the update is what makes me want to go and do the stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, like I am excited about the update and I'm excited about the changes. So, you know, it's good to be really really busy on the website and have too many things to do rather than just be like ah fuck it i can't be asked <laughs> yeah datalink got it there he's uh he's already off he's, he's logged out there uh datalink's just been like yeah great great stream uh see you next week <laughs> um <laughs> yeah um it is you, you are right obviously like it's a lot of work to get things sorted but not from the builder perspective but from a um from like the other perspectives right it's the other things we work on or you specifically you work on i don't really do anything for those um yeah, I mean the 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 search lists is back. Yeah, I mean this for, is a, for a while. It's a feature a that until... everyone wanted, and Carlo <laughs> took away because it was terrible for the site. And then he brought it back, and then he broke everything else in the process by bringing it back, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, so when the builder updated, what I did was I took the opportunity to like massively compress how lists are saved just like that's just the layman's terms of what i did right like and i've been meaning to do it ever for about a year now but what it required me to do was pretty much delete all the old lists so that's why it had to happen when when the update came along now that they're massively compressed you can actually like return and search them all the problem was was that people used to try and return by the way i deleted thirty-five thousand lists I don't know if people know this, but like there were 35,000 lists saved to the website. So when you tried to search, it searched 35,000 lists and it just crashed. And that was the problem. And because, you know, like I'm a, I'm a sloppy coder, <laughs> let's be honest. Well, be <laughs> I didn't build in enough protections so that it wouldn't crash on that, on that, on that reality. <laughs> so it will last for a while. We'll see yeah. how long it goes, but I, it, but it will work a lot better than it used to. It will now search for lists and you can see what other people are building. And, and, and I've, I've been super interested to see what, what kind of lists people have built at the start and, you know, what, what people are gravitating towards. I find it actually interesting just to look at a faction mm -hmm. and then just look down and see like how often people are building with each commander. Mm -hmm. Like some commanders are just like everybody's built a list for them. There's just like every third option is is, you know, Axel Florent or Great John or do you know what I mean? But like and you just never see some commanders. So it just tells you instantaneously kind of like how popular a certain commander is, what people's favorites are. 
I mean, this looks like a pretty strong Great John Ned Great with John a little Ned. sprinkling sprinkling of uh, the various, Brendan and Rob. Brendan the various different Brendans. Um, you don't get many Howlands. It's quite interesting. There are very few Howland lists. Yeah. He's the, the one but, you know, straight away we can see most tournament pairings are going to be most likely Ned and Great John. There you go. Like, instantly, we, we, we already know what's going down. It's yep. quite quite interesting. Um, I mean, just on a comment on the search list function, which people seem sometimes forget, um, that uh, this is only the second iteration of the, the site. Obviously, those who remember uh, stats from 1.6 will remember that the old version of the website that we used to have, um, he coded the search list function in for the second version of the site. And this is only the second version of the site. Carlo has only ever coded, basically, until recently, for the website. Like, he learned to code to do this. So, I mean, if there are problems, it's probably because he's actually shitted it still. So, <laughs> Big time amateurs. Here we go. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, do check out the list search function while it's still around, because it might be gone in about three weeks when we have to filter a gazillion lists. Um, so, yeah. Also, don't make too many lists. Just for the sake of making No, this. no, that's another big thing. Okay, this is also the real... Okay, uh, just not, not to get into, like, too much about the website and development and stuff like that. I did this crazy thing where basically, like, lists were always referenced by, like, what the ID of the list was. So when you played a game, all it did was it was just like, hey, this list played against this list. And then that meant that when you wanted to delete your list, I didn't actually delete your list because I still needed that list to exist. So that was a very stupid idea, I realized, uh, sometime later. Yeah, I can imagine that creating a huge backlog. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on, and we're going to start with... Um, we've got quite a few things to talk about today, actually. We've got uh, 2021, uh, 2021 flat, uh, in review. We're going to look back at some of the statistics from 2021, talk about some of the impacts of 2021 balance. Um, we're then going to look further afield, and we're going to look at 2021 season one, I guess they call it. S01, I think they're calling it season one, which is irony because it's not season one of 2021 that was 2021 i don't know <laughs> yeah at best at absolute best surely we're 2021 season two like <laughs> yeah they they might have another reason for the s i don't know um so yeah we'll look through all that and then we also might have uh, popping in to join us later on lockerbury to talk about his team tournament that's starting up um he uh, is going to come by and we're going to talk about the lists that we see, uh, which is obviously the first event that we're seeing, like uh, on the online scene at least, um, after the balance update. So, um, 2021, a year in review, Carlo. What do we think? Not, not well. I mean, 2021, the year was, uh, you know, no. still not the best, still not the best. But uh, interesting that you say a year in review. I mean, we did have it. For what did we would we say nine months? I think yeah, give or take. Yeah, um, it was still still how how to put it? Like I still think that the period was quite long. Like you know, like and and enough that people were burnt out with the obvious reasons and the obvious like culprits for what will be tournament winners 
from the word go, right? I I really hope that that's better this time around. Like, I think that there were just such extreme outliers that um, that that we got to that conclusion very very fast. But I hope that um, there aren't such extremes this time, which means that we can survive with it longer. Uh, we can be happy with it longer. Um, and I and I think that the amount that they changed is really really good. I think that nearly everybody agrees with that. Um, uh, I, I hang would... on. Before, before we move on, and Diego, to your thoughts about that, actually, uh, we, I did do a count, correct? And I believe yeah. it came to just over 7%. Like I think it was like 7.9%. I think it was nearly 8%, actually. Yeah, basically 8%. Yeah, and that's, but that's not including any duplicates. So, like, if you change one guard captain, I only counted it as one, not three because that's a dumb thing to count, and you shouldn't count three guard captains as a thing. <laughs> yeah, 8% um, eight, eight, 8 changes. I actually have to say, like, I think that that is, that is so much less than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll give it to Michael. Like, that's close enough to five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were to approximate, if you're approximating, 5% is... Yeah. Uh, but, but it's interesting, because he said 5% including the multiples. Which actually is, if you include the multiples, it's actually less. Or it could be more because there's multiples of loads of things that didn't change. Um, Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, almost no tactics cards changes, changes, Mm -hmm. and he's going to count every tactics card as two. So that's going to pad out the non changes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Carly, let me like 8%, 5%. What is it like when. You know, if if I told you if I told you there were going to be three percent changes and there were five percent changes, it's like yeah. But like if I told you that twenty five percent was changing, but it was fifty, then you know, like double does matter. But we're only talking a few percent here. I'm actually like I honestly thought when he said five percent, I was like, no, fuck off. We're talking twenty five percent. But it was close, yeah. and yeah. and I believe that that is a brilliant amount of cards to change on a two to three times a year schedule. <laughs> Definitely. Now, there is one no, thing. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that might not happen. Uh, the other problem we've got, which uh, people uh, across the internet were absolutely going mental about, and I do mean absolutely mental. It's a massive issue. Uh, Varys and Flaybend didn't change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Varys and for the first time ever, right? Like mm-hmm. literally ever. The first time they've gone unchanged. So, first time they've gone unchanged, which is a absolutely crazy, crazy event. Like, I mean, uh, Flavemen and, Bar- and Varus have changed literally all the time. So, yeah. Um, right then. So, um, we will look at... Uh, uh, well, what can we look at? First. Should we do 2021 and actually look at and talk about the various different NCUs and combat units first? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Um, Rightio then. Do you want to take us off? You've given me all these pictures. You send me what you think is good. Or you tell me what you think is going on here. Because you're the guy who does the analysis, Whoa. right? <laughs> so this is this is the old uh, this is the old values right at the end of the last edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got our top ten. It is just everything. Uh, I've actually got pictures for I took, I took images for the top 50 and the bottom 50 and I was just quite interested to see uh, whether or not they all got nerfed some got nerfed how much uh, how much we see each of those things happen um, I mean our number one 
by a humongous margin is Tycho. And he got a pretty significant nerf. And I think that it's not super wrong. I don't know. Like, I, I, I at the time, remember last week, anybody remembers, I described it as really lazy. And I do think it is lazy design to just take something that is too powerful and just make it one point more, particularly with NCUs, because NCUs have such a small points range bracket that they can fall in. And a one point change in an NCU almost with no with no other changes almost exclusively moves it from non-existent to the best thing in the game or best thing in the game to non-existent. Um I think that we'll see Tycho almost nowhere now. Um, I do. I would would have preferred that they just work on a smaller change, keeping him at four points because I think the five point change is also incredibly painful to neutrals overall. Yeah, as as yeah. their own faction. Yeah. Um, and I would say that basically, I think that Tycho change sees him have nothing now at five points almost no play but if they just changed his ability subtly maybe in the timing maybe in um the amount of wounds he heals we could have seen a much more acceptable use rate rather than just like in everybody's list um it's interesting because i i mean i agree with weasel uh in chat here charles he's saying that uh he we th still thinks we see a lot of Tycho, and I can actually agree. I think Tycho will be seen at five points more than we would suggest currently, um, and that comes down to what he provides in the way that 2021 balance works. Um, I think one of the most important things, and it, it's not necessarily Tycho. Like I don't think you'll see Tycho in specifically things like Greyjoy lists. Um, but you will see Tycho in lists that struggle with chip healing. Um, because I think chip damage is very important. Um, I think being able to do two or three wounds here or there, because of the amount of stuff, if we talk about Tully Cavaliers for a moment, if we talk about Knights of Castling Rock, with the Tywin setups and things like this, I think you can set units up to kind of just blow up in a round now by doing one or two wounds, chipping away, and then going, bang, now you're dead. Which is a very much free folk way of playing, which is how I used to play free folk where I could. Um, and I still think that that viable mechanic or that way of playing is very, very uh, good. And um, I think Tycho counters that slightly. Uh, I think mm -hmm. we will see Tycho in those. But it's a hard sell. I have to sell you Tycho at five. And you're so used to taking Tycho at four. I think it's you're not going to see him because of that change. Not because he's actually bad um because i think if he's worth it people will find the point uh, yeah there are quite a few sources of healing have been increased in value yeah. so so i guess you know like toko is across the board but you know he was stand out oh, by yeah. far the most taken the highest win rate by far the highest elo by a massive way the yeah. biggest impact on the whole game and like if you've played competitively you understand that right like yeah uh, i'm often like people don't fully gen generically understand what this rating number means but you start to understand it if i tell you that is by far the highest rating and then you understand that when you look at a tournament almost everybody's using it and not only that but everybody who wins uses it 
everybody who wins tournaments uses it unless they're free folk, right? And so you understand that his impact on the game is huge. <clears throat> and I won't cry a tear for him because a single NCU dominating the game, particularly inside of neutrals, is, is really, you know, just like a bit frustrating. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing for the overall health of the game to have anything like that. And it's a bit of a shame. Um, and I think, you know, we said it a little bit last week, Carlo, we said it uh, initially when things were changed and uh, sh things were shown. Uh, it is a little bit of a shame that Baelish went without a change, at least a subtle one, because I mm -hmm. we're both on the, the kind of train that Baelish is probably now going to see. He's not going to see equivalent levels of play by any stretch. Um, but he is going to see a probably upswing in play slightly, and he's going to become probably the He will the be the teams. most played thing in the game, I would say. Yeah. Would be my guess. He will yeah. be the most played thing now. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that, all of that, that's Tycho. That's the big, big, big thing of the yep. edition. Um, well, you know, like, so he specifically exists in pretty much all of the big lists that we talk about. You know, he's actually a maybe in the old awful list, but... I would have taken him. I, I, I would take him as a J or Baelish Tycho combination myself. Yeah, that some was people the, use the Amon, some people use something else. But like, but Mother of Dragons absolutely one hundred percent was in there. Drogo list one hundred percent was in there. Um, obviously not in any kind of Mance lists, but pretty much anything outside of Free Folk, every competitive list build had him in. Yeah. Um, we come down to Flayed Men. Unchanged, which is very interesting because they were the highest performing uh, combat unit in the game. I'm actually very glad that they didn't change because I do think that they are what an eight point unit should be able to do. And this is where the ranking starts to get kind of interesting, particularly for neutral units, because a high rated unit says, if you're going to spend eight points, this is the best eight points you can spend. It doesn't necessarily say this is the best eight points in the game. So um, I think that by making the equivalent options, such as Champions of the Stag, Tully Cavaliers, Knights of Castle Rock, making all of them better by comparison means that I don't think that Flayed Men will be as picked as often, they won't be as dominant, and they won't end up with such a high plus rating anymore. Um, they got a, you know, by proxy nerf, that the other equivalent options are now better. And I think that that's much, much better. I was actually scared that we were going to see Flayed Men brought down and then we're still just going to be dominated by like activation spam, cheap, cheap units onto the board. Having units that full eight points worth of value is incredibly important. Yeah, no, yeah. I I think, um, you know, you kind of mentioned them there that the Flayed Men really now have competition in their points bracket, it feels like. Um, with uh, with the Knights of Castle Rock with the Tully Cav, um, I actually think that the the Bolton Flayed Men like lack of change, if you will, is a problem though, um, and it's a problem for specifically Drogo. Um, it is a big shame to me that the Drogo uh, Blood Riders, which Everyone universally said maybe they do need toning down a little bit. But taking away the one ability that they had with Fuel by Slaughter just dropped them too far. Um, yeah, I agree. And now they're just worse. And it's like, yeah. you should... But that's, but that's the Drogo Blood Riders problem. That's yeah. not... That's no, it is. Not it's not Blade Men. That's not Blade Men's problem. No. Um, 
but it is such a shame that, that Flame Men have gone unchanged when veteran. I mean, that, the Blood that, Riders that's haven't. A, that's a game-wide neutral problem. Yeah, is. which is neutrals are never allowed to be better than a faction's in-house in-house option. Otherwise, you'll always pick the neutral. Yep. Right. Which is a faction like a game-wide problem that fifty percent neutrals is still probably way too much. Um, otherwise, the neutral faction always has to be the worst faction in the game by definition, because its options and its units aren't allowed to be good in other people's factions. Yeah. Um, so... just, just because he asked, I mean, you know, I, I honestly don't know if it's a joke or not, but no, Carl, these aren't just basically win-loss. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I actually don't know how to approach that conversation, because... <laughs> it, I mean... ELO is not just win loss at all. It measures impact on the game. It measures it measures so many things at the same time. These it's are I mean like win loss matters a lot, but it is not win loss. Yeah. The the results you see here are more impacted by win loss than traditional like faction rankings, just simply because the way that Carlo was measuring the uh impact on the ELO based on like if you had one unit Stark Sworn Swords, that would be actually worse if you lost. Oh sorry, better if you lost. And if you had two, if you had two, you'd actually lose more ELO. Um, so they're not exact ELO like we talk about them most of the time, but uh, they're still ELO, <laughs> especially for things like singletons like Tycho. Like that's still very viable. Um, Poor fellows took a big hit coming in at number three. Yeah. Um, for the internal balance of uh, of the Lannisters, it's a positive thing. Yep. For Lannisters as a whole, it's a terrible thing because I think that it was about the only thing propping up the faction. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Lannisters are in a rough spot. We'll see what happens. But, you know, they've already started to fall down the table. They haven't fallen massively in ranking, but they'd already started to slide at the end of the edition and they're now down into seventh. Um, you know, it's they're, they're just sat above neutrals right now. Starks and Baratheons are both already overtaking them, um, which is unsurprising with their buffs. I do think that Lannisters are in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, conscripts up next, uh, taking going up to five is the only real change to conscripts, uh, aside from all the other like side nerfs, if you will, to awful builds and things like that. Um, was it someone? Who was it that was talking to you, Carlo? Who sent us a message? Someone. Someone sent us a message anyway, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna take a. Oh, it was guy down our local club. He's like, I'm at uh, Cutthroats in a uh, in a Night's Watch list. How do you feel? Uh, oh, yeah. To which our response was, if you're paying five points for Cutthroats, you pay five points for Conscripts. <laughs> like they're yeah, still con better. I actually genuinely think Conscripts are still a good unit at five points. Yeah. Um. They they know it. It's as much very similar to the Mother of Dragons change. Your list just became three points more expensive, right? Mm -hmm. The conscripts are still a viable choice, but the list as a whole is now too expensive and you're going to have to lose something. And I think that's a very important change. I hated Night's Watch dominating the nine activation space yeah. like because that is so counter, counter to what they're supposed to be. Um, plus just like the sheer amount of healing and chain healing. I do think they're still a very good unit at five points. Yeah, no, definitely. Um... Next up is Free Foot Raiders. Uh, Free Foot Raiders have... They got buffed. Gone unchanged, and if anything, got no, buffed. No, they got buffed. They have adaptive. They reduced the cost of the attachments, and attachments got buffed. Yeah. 
one or two of them, not all of them. Some of them are still shite. Um, yeah, no, the uh, some of the attachments I, got buffed. Um, I agree that I do believe that free folk raiders should have been changed. I lose a dice, lose a morale. Why the fuck are they back at seven morale? I, I don't why have they know. got the same? Why have they got the same morale as Lannister Guardsmen? I don't know why the seven. I that's the bit that's confused me eternally. Is I hundred percent think they should have gone to eight morale. A hundred percent. Every I don't time I why. attack them, every time I attack them, I'm like. They're eight morale, that corpse pile, that's a nine, and that's a ten, and then you're just like, no, it's seven, and I'm like, fuck's sake, why is it seven? Yeah, I agree. Eight, I, eight morale. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to defend this. I think it makes sense for the more elite units, like you've got spearwives and followers of bone at seven. The fens make it down to six as being your defensive unit. I can see that. That makes sense. Why the fuck are raiders seven? It confuses the shit out of me. Um, I don't know why, and I play free folk. I'm like, that change needs to happen, because I think it's silly. Um, that being said, the problem with Free Folk Eternally is they do very well when people know how to use them. And now you could say that about literally anything in the game. Yeah, but... that's every faction, Ricky. Yeah, I know. I know, right? But they absolutely are dire, and they, they their win rate changes massively, depending on the yellow brackets you look at. Um Whereas a lot of other things win rates. Here we are, don't... Mickey, telling every... Mickey telling everybody that Free Folk are just a high skill faction. No, no, no. I, mean, I don't think they are. They but don't it... exist. No, they don't exist. Exactly. High skill factions don't exist. But there <laughs> is a skill barrier. And in the same way that I think um, there's a skill barrier for other factions in the game as well. It's not just Free Folk. Um, you know, back in the day, we had... I think it was there was probably a skill barrier to Starks. I actually genuinely think there was in 1.6. And because of that, people were like, oh, but I don't know the Starks all the it's time. it's entirely not true. Mickey's, Mickey's talking absolute bullshit. There are list-building barriers. Yes, list-building. Yeah, that's list, that's, that's, yeah. Some factions are hard to build lists with. Yeah. Some are not. Some are really obvious. The problem with Awful Night's Watch was that it was so, so, so obvious that everybody was fielding. Like, the first <laughs> thing you just put on the board just happened to be amazingly powerful. Yeah. Right? yeah. But... Free Folk requires you to have specific list builds. It doesn't make the build hard to play. Once you have the build, the faction's still easy to play. Sure. Starks, really hard, were in the past, really hard to build lists with when you play, built the right list, oh, when you had the right stuff. Yeah. Still a very viable faction. I mean, like, obviously there's still better lists and worse lists. There are still mm -hmm. ones that are dominating the game and ones that aren't. But it's not like, oh bad player couldn't play this list but a good player could no 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 there are good lists and there are bad lists mm -hmm. and some factions only have very specific good lists and other factions just like you can put anything you want on the table and you'll do fine and free folk are just in the in 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 the space of you must put together a particular list mm -hmm. and i don't believe that it takes any skill to play the faction any different than it does to take any other faction it no. just takes more research before you find a good list. True, but I think what I mean to say is this skill, the skill, like we would always kill this, call list building a skill check as well, right? Um, in that it is a skill check, in that if it wasn't a skill check, people would always have good lists. And one of the things that we combat most of all, and if it is one of the things we have to talk about the most, is why people's list builds are bad. Because actually they're failing at that initial list, their skill check, uh, the vast majority of time, more so than the way they're playing the game, right? Um, I agree that most times people aren't making like really critically awful mistakes on the board. There's sometimes a couple, but like most of the time people aren't playing 
like crap. Most people are competent when it comes to player ticketing and list, but it's the list building which is the skill I'm talking about. Um, and people net list. I mean, I mean the, the skill time. in this case being pick mans. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the first skill check, definitely. But I mean, it's not. It's not just that, right? But it's uh, because it's true of it, any other faction as well. You see people and. They understand why they've built a list or they've netlisted something or whatever, but then they see them try and perform it and it just like fails. Um, and I don't understand that side of it myself. Uh, I don't know if that's just because of bad piloting or whatever. Um, or bad matches. Champion of the Faith got no direct nerf, but is indirectly pretty nerfed by the change to poor fellows yes that's actually i didn't really see anybody running not not on a relatively um consistent basis i didn't see anybody running and doing well in warrior sons so by moving it by moving the poor fellow morale to higher you've massively weakened massively changed the odds that you will war cry and also just the value of the unit that you're putting it in uh, i really don't think I don't think we'll see a lot of poor fellows in general. And if we do, I really, really don't think that we'll see them in Champions of the Faith anymore because that's not worth five points. That's not a reliable way to put out Warcry. Your t faith tokens aren't as useful anymore. Um, a whole range of reasons why. I think that despite not changing, Champion of the Faith got a pretty significant nerf and I expect to see it way lower down the rankings this time around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I I actually think Champions of the Faith will continue to rise, I think. I still think that what they bring is good. But I'm going to say something mental now, which is crazy when I say it, and it doesn't feel right. I think Warcry's dropped in value ever so slightly. In that it's still a one-point ability, definitely. But I think because of the loss of offal, where you basically couldn't compete, and a lot of factions are now trying to compete, that finding that point for Warcry becomes a lot harder to build lists that compete. Um, mm -hmm. And so a point for Warcry, and it, it came back in a, it came up in a discussion of Stark Sworn Swords versus She Bears. She Bears are one point more than Stark Sworn Swords as they currently are in 2021 season one. Um, and basically all you pay for is one one point and all you're getting for it is Warcry, basically. Um, the, the difference between the two in terms of damage output actually favours the Stark Sworn Swords in a lot of scenarios. So you're paying a point for Warcry. Is that worth it? And I thought about it and was like, well, Warcry is a one-point ability. That's a completely reasonable change. But do I want that? And it seems I, mm. I, I'm asking myself in Starks now, is it not just better to take Sworn Swords because that one point can achieve more because there's better efficiency elsewhere within list building? Uh, I think that's where Champions of the Faith will fall off is not because the poor fellow combo obviously going away, because actually there's better efficiency now than Warcry for a point. Which sounds crazy, but... Okay, I mean, I don't think there is. Not in Lannisters. No, in Lannisters. No, probably not in Lannisters. <laughs> no. There's nowhere uh, better to spend a point in Lannisters, and yet it's still not going to be a good win rate. It's still not going to be positive, because Lannisters just aren't going to have a good win rate, in my well, opinion. But, I think, you know. for me, I think Warrior Sons with a poor fellow for eight. Sorry, Warf Warrior Sons with a champion of the faith for eight. 
think you're just better off taking Knights of Castle Rock or five men at this point. Yeah. So I do think I, I do think more, actually bring more cav. Yeah, I, I do think I, I there's a better option. option. The only last to cav list right now is 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 uh, sorry. The only last list right now is just heavy heavy cav. You know, which yeah. not the worst thing in the world, but you know, like bit I, bit, bit shoehorned. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? That's the thing with I, I think Warcry's drops in value because you can just. I'm not saying high expensive units are more valuable, but they are making more expensive units more valuable. So spending a point on an attachment in the vast majority of cases is a tech choice, and you've got to know why you're doing it rather than just like obviously doing it like we saw before. Um, right. So um, next up we have um, the watch captain. He's going to be fine. Do we even need to talk about the fact that he's gone unchanged? Basically, he has um, not unchanged. He has not technically. No. It'd be interesting. Um, I still think that he's a very, very powerful thing. Um, I actually don't think that we ever saw how powerful he was in the past, as in outside of Othal crossbows. I don't think. I really, genuinely don't think that the Night's Watch roster was explored. Like, I actually don't think that anybody really got to grips with all the variable options that Night's Watch have to show because nobody got past Othal Crossbows. Or John Othal Crossbows. Othal Crossbows yeah. with J.O. and Baelish. Yeah. And it's just like, cool, they're, right, they're, that's the game. You know, like, why why bother? Why bother with other things? This is so good. Um, I think we'll find out whether or not Watch Captain in Hunters, Watch Captain in Swarm Brothers, Watch Captain in anything is still a really, really powerful thing. Um, the fact that he has um, boldness and courage still means that he's just like the best relentless attachment. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. I still think that he's going to be right up there and I still think he's going to be very, very important to the what, uh, to the Night's Watch in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think that he might be coming in for another nerf in a year's time, whatever, but uh, that's maybe just wishful thinking. I think that we will at least see some new Night's Watch builds, but um, I think that it's okay. Like, you know, like at least, at least we'll see a change. If, hey, if people are running Victorian Reavers for eight points as a two activation combo, I'm sure people will come up with things where Watch Captains. I really don't think people should shy away from Watch Captains in Conscripts as being an aggressive unit uh, for eight points, two activations. Um, people haven't done it before because it's like, ah, oh, but it's bad value. And it's like, nothing's bad value. <laughs> Nothing is ever bad value if you can make it two activations and cost eight points. I know because I play two activations costing eight points all the time. It's not bad value. Um, I mean, just just quickly to segue, Jesse says that I'm too attached to eight activation Lannisters. Yes, I'm too attached to eight activations <laughs> because. Seven activations does not fucking win, guys. Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> you know, yes, it can win. Yes, you know, like I'm not. I, I'm talking in absolutes when obviously it can work for you. But I am of the absolute belief that eight activations, nine activations, these things matter so much. The plus one activation over your opponent is the single most direct link to whether or not you will win the game so it's not that 
and I do actually believe that Lannisters are now eight activation Lannisters are now in such a bad spot that you might have to play seven. Like I do actually agree with that. Like seven might now be the best Lannister build, but that already says Lannisters are shit. If they have to play at seven, then they're playing at the bottom of the roster. They're playing at the bottom of all of the faction rankings. That has been proved time and time again. That is why neutrals are at the bottom because they can't field a good eight list. That is why Starks were at the bottom last edition, because their best lists were all sevens. That is why Baratheons are constantly at the bottom, because they haven't been able to field good lists at eight. They can field a good seven list, and you can argue whether or not it's the best seven list or not a good seven list, but when they go to eight, they have one of the worst. And the game is played competitively at eight and nine right now. It's not played at seven. And if you're playing at seven, then you're playing skew towards very different things. And online has shown that that does not win tournaments. Yes, you might win your local tournaments. Yes, you might even win something with a big name. But chances are we're not talking anything more than 20 people. And I really, really say go online and play a tournament and you will find out that that isn't going to win. Yeah, and, and yeah, the fact that Lannisters are probably now on the 7-8 borderline means that they're probably just not a good faction. Sad times. Um, we'll, we'll finish this round off. I mean, we've we kind of like alluded to some of these changes. Baelish is up there at 8. Uh, gone unchanged. unchanged. Probably will go up, I think, seeing more play and probably seeing more win rate. Unless people keep playing Baratheons and running Baelish and Baratheons and losing. Um and he gets run in Baratheons more than anything else. If that happens, then he'll just drop. <laughs> or Lannisters, of course. Uh, I think Baelish will be played in a lot of Lannisters, um, replacing what was the old Joffrey, uh, doing basically the same job when you need him to. So, yeah. Um, Drogon, I guess, is... I mean, build a crossbowman we've kind of talked about with the Othel nerfs and things. They're probably going to drop off the face of the Earth, especially, because they're looking pretty bad. Drogon, mm -hmm. uh, Dragon... Uh, but specifically Drogon. Nerfed? Yep. Without a doubt? Yep. Double nerfed? Yeah, with the mud. Because he himself is nerfed. So I would say now when I look at it, I don't see people picking up a dragon inside of, say, you know, like a Drogo list as an example, you know. Although Drogon in a Drogo list is, uh, is a law aberration. So we'll not cry about it. Yeah. But at eight points, it was touch and go whether or not it was viable versus played men versus um, versus veterans versus just having other stuff. It's nerf means that I don't think that they're a very strong pick at eight anymore. Um, the double nerf is, of course, that Mother of Dragons specifically also lost the ability to bring them at their three-point reduction. I do think that that is without a doubt a nerf, right? Like yeah. being, having, I think it's better. I think it's better that she has list building opportunities that she can pick one dragon, two dragon, three dragon, but it is without a doubt a nerf to her. She was better picking three dragons. Um, effectively, if you consider now, if you took two dragons, the equivalent was you used to get that third dragon for five points. 
right? And like you would always take that third dragon for five points now if I offered it to you. So um, it's better for the list building options, but I don't think the Mother of Dragons is a good option anymore because what she was built on was her three point reduction. I would be super interested if someone came up with a list build that was still viable because her cards are powerful. Yeah. But she did not lose the two bonus victory points that she gives up, which I think is super, super significant, particularly in the lower scoring games that we have now. And the fact that she doesn't bring any cost reduction in the game. When you think about Joffrey, he effectively brings two brings point cost reduction. Maybe. Guard, One or two brings points. Guard for six points. And the Kingsguard have to be valued at at least eight points, I would say. Yeah. You can argue, you can argue the toss on that. They might be he, seven. But yeah. yeah, he brings a two-point cost reduction to a unit to give up two VPs when he dies. Now, Mother of Dragons used to bring a three-point cost reduction to your army to give up two VPs when she died. Um, even um, Rickon, yep. he brings for free who has to be considered at least worth a point right yeah, she's a one he has point his attack. own ability which is probably worth about a point and when you add in osha for free their combo has to be worth at least two points but he brings it for one because he gives up one vp what this effectively says is if i give up a vp i gain one point in list building cost reduction but that's not true of mother dragons anymore she's right. just another commander who has some okay dragon cards but they're not like, I don't think that they're wildly game changing. Her cards are already reduced over their power from the last edition. And they're so dedicated to the dragons that you're already having to focus your build around them. You become incredibly reliant if you run one dragon on keeping that dragon alive. If you run two dragons, you've already got a list building hindrance. So yeah, I just think that Mother of Dragons is a completely non-issue now. Um, and we've I've spoken about it loads. I'm not sad about that because I don't like the solo tray game. It is also... I will be glad if there's a Mother of Dragon build out there that's decent. It doesn't have to be top tier, but like a decent Mother of Dragons build. That make will make me happy. Because it requires, I'm guessing, going back to the discussion before, it will require skill to build. Like, it's not just a pick Mother of Dragons and have 21 points already selected for you. You know... It's going to be something that someone's going to have to go, right, okay, how do I make this? Then they're going to have to make it, run it, uh, tweak that point there, maybe drop that unit, take mm -hmm. something here. You know, we're talking, we're not talking massive changes to the list, but people are going to have to craft that list. And that part of the skill, that part of the finding out, that part of the exploration is what is interesting in the game. Um, and was lost on the old Mother of Dragons lists, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if someone ran at me a uh, Mother Dragons list at, towards top tables of an events now, I'd be like, okay, cool. What's this going on? What's interesting here? Rather than you've bought Mother of Dragons. You know? Which was a build on answer itself, wasn't it? Uh, okay, then. Um, we've gone through what the we top got, ten. We got Tycho. Tycho, hard nerf. Blademen, only a very cursory nerf by, nerf by uh, association. Yeah. Poor fellows. Uh, I think a very strong nerf. Conscripts, pretty significant change to five points. Again, has to be considered a high nerf. Raiders got buffed. I'm not going to let you accept that they're not buffed. They are buffed. They're the only of this top 10 that have been buffed. Yeah. Champions of the Faith, nerf by proxy. Watch Captain, direct nerf. Peter Baelish, 
completely unchanged. Expect him to go right up to the high pick rate. Uh, Drogon, double nerf. Build a crossbowman, when you look at the watch captain, is double nerf. Those guys got those guys got done dirty. Uh, I think crossbowman got, got, got the shit end of the stick. Uh, but we laugh because, you know, we've all seen enough of them. Yeah, fuck. Fuck. Fuck crossbowman. Um, I'm not going to sit there and lie to people. Like, it is a shame that crossbowmen are going to be bad, but there was nothing fun standing there watching your units get removed from the board while you basically had no counterplay. <laughs> I could charge you, and then you remove me even faster. Great. Um, so, uh, at this time, we've gone through the top 10. Uh, we will go through more in a minute, but we'll probably do these a lot faster. It seems like a good opportunity to introduce our special guest today, who's turned up a little earlier than I was thinking. Uh, Lockerbry, are you there, Lockerbry? Yeah, hi. I was just sitting in silence and let the majesty speak. <laughs> Wow, God, you don't have to say such nice things about Carlo. Um, so, yeah. You do. You do. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Lockerbie? Um, Doing very well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just came from the preparation uh, course <laughs> from yeah. pregnancy and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> very great. Anyone? And... Yeah, so anyone who's uh, not been listening before or doesn't know who Lockerbrie is, it's from the German community, uh, Nick. Uh, lovely guy. Uh, he's been on channels a lot. Those who know who he is, most people know who he is. Absolute legend. But yeah, uh, your partner's pregnant. Wife, right? You're married now. Yes. So, yeah, yes, your yes, wife's yes. pregnant, which is fantastic. Um, you know, so anyone who, who knows Lockerbrie, obviously, massive congratulations to him. So yeah, um, aside from that, what else is going on with you? Um, I've got a little spare time. I'm currently working on some basing ideas for my lovely Greyjoys because they are still in the lovely green. Um, but I've got a lot of resin that wants to be put on the bases and I've got some hot glue because um, I've got an idea <laughs> to make some funny water steps from for the Greyjoys. Why, why does every Greyjoy player want to give their bases these weird and wonderful I'm running off of a boat or I'm coming up the beach bases. Nobody really wants to do it for any other faction. Like, I mean, we do see it now and again. Now and again, we see like Dalthraki on the Dalthraki Sea of, you know, deserty stuff with like some long grass or something. But <laughs> like Every single Greyjoy I see is like, look at this guy. He's coming up a beach. He's got water splashing everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking Greyjoy simps everywhere. Yeah, Jesus. I think I think it is because it just looks epic. Um, but I will also have some little um, a little salt dispenser for you, Carlos. So whenever you play <laughs> against Greyjoys, you can just put a little bit of salt on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a big Greyjoy fan right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm getting on getting on the hype train before the number one. Yeah, yeah, I've always loved Greyjoys, guys. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's Carlo, my idea. Just reels us a tattoo, and he's just got tattooed Greyjoys are great on his arm. So, someone's written <laughs> Lannister in like Byro and crossed yeah. it out. <laughs> um, Joff bows for life, guys. Don't worry about it. Uh, for life, not for Christmas. Um, all right, anyway, we'll go on to the, the next 10 uh, on the list. Uh, we had raid leaders at number 11 who uh, didn't really change. Nerf by proxy of Nerf the improvement proxy. to the other attachments. Yeah. Um, Jaw Mormont at 12, 
Lol. Big nerd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was talking about this with uh, with someone last night. I think it was uh, Jacob Grace. Um, I think Jaw is still playable at four with the new version, but you're specifically only taking him probably in the John lists because let's put it like this. Taking horses and putting for the watch that's already on play on any unit that you want, basically, and then making a charge with that unit is still really fucking strong. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that's just obscene. Um, so I still think you're going to see Jaw played in the John list. I think it is very unlikely that he sees much play outside of John, to be honest. I think he. Oh. Think Bowen just he's beats still him. Playable. Out. He is still he playable. He got massively, massively nerfed, and he's still playable. Yeah. Days. I think you won't see him that often, though, outside of John. Um. No. The the other thing, I mean, like to be honest, like Offal's cards got nerfed anyway, which was the biggest combo. Like he couldn't yeah. even actually fish for those cards anymore. So like it was it was a multi multifaceted nerf in so many ways. He couldn't do the thing that actually he still couldn't do anyway because the, the thing that he used to do was changed. Um, but yeah, you know, I think he's fine. I think he's acceptable at four where he is right now. Yeah. Um, Courtney Penrose. He's going to struggle to beat out like Amon though. Oh yeah. And Baelish. I still think that they're both very powerful picks inside of Night's Watch. Yeah. Um, Penrose, uh, NCU. Hasn't changed for really. about two hours. He was incredibly buffed. <laughs> oh, that's a thing, right? That's a thing in the news that we forgot to mention is that they retconned the one change that we thought was really dumb. They either did. They retconned the one thing it. That I ran about. Yeah. Yeah. Either they retconned it because they thought, actually, yeah, no, that's a fucking stupid idea. Why did we put that in the final document? And the community's right. Or B, which is what they said, oh, we gave them the wrong document. Make your own decisions, guys. <laughs> anyway, <mean> it happens. <laughs> it happens. People give people wrong documents. That's a thing. I know it happens <laughs> all the time. Um, but really, was that the one thing in the document that was different? Uh, that that's the bit I struggle with. Anyway, yeah. Um, so. Uh, trappers, 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 stonks going right up. Yep. Ish, ish. Lots of people are saying that like there are more units out there with lance and stuff who are just going to blow units up. I've not seen it yet. I, I think I think it's true. I think it's true. I think the the eight point units now have more. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, an eight point unit. I was not really. You're never going to delete a full tray with an eight point unit typically. It's just not, it wasn't really possible for the vast majority, especially if you didn't have double down damage in cards. You couldn't make it. Oh, I did two auto hits and six dice. Let's go. I've caused like 10 hits or whatever it is. Oh, sorry. Eight hits is my maximum. And you're like, yeah. And if I fail the panic, that's 11. 11's not 12. Um, so you had to have double down damage somewhere. Um, that exists now with the plus two dice obviously hitting ten dice. It is fully possible on the charge you're doing ten hits and against trappers that's fully possible that that's probably nine or ten fails, saving on sixes. Um it is possible that you kill trappers now in one shot. 
a lot more so than it was basically impossible before. I mean, they have disrupt minus one to hit. They yeah. have like they have methods. Like if a unit's going to survive, it's going to be them. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be them with Asher, right? Is really what we're talking about here. That's yeah. the thing that people hate. But we are talking about a five point unit there, so you know, like, mm -hmm. and and one of its main traits is it's annoyingly survivable. So if that is its main trait, then it's allowed to have that for five points, guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Not a major, major issue. Uh. People saying that like panicking over Lance is like not bad, and yeah. we, this whole discussion was about oh average damage, right? And agreed, average damage on Lance hasn't changed basically at all. But like, if you're comparing things, we could talk about average damage all day and consistency. But the things that made the game unpleasant and always have made the game unpleasant for people playing is Spike. And mm -hmm. the best example of always that was 1.6 Starks. 1.6 Starks didn't have a high damage output, except that when the cards fell right and they spiked, and it was like, oh, I just deleted a unit because I have crit blow. Um, and that happened all the time. Like it did actually happen all the time with Starks. So it's not the fear or the panic over Lance being superb and really amazing. And this average, like I'm not scared of it on average, but I have to consider that it can spike. And people don't consider that it can spike. They think, oh, the average damage is low, therefore I don't have to worry about it. It spikes, and then they lose the game. Like that's basically what happens. Um, it's just being aware of the spike. I always used to talk about it long, long time ago, where it was like, you're rolling seven dice, you have no double down damage, you can't ever one-shot a tray, I don't care. You can charge me all you want, you're never going to one-shot me, I don't give a fuck. Um, so yeah. Less less so now. Anyway. Uh, Spearwives, rightly received nerf. Change. Get in the bin. Is it a nerf? <laughs> Is it a nerf? It, I mean, it is a nerf. It's a side grade? It, I tell you why it's but a nerf. I think it's worse. It, it is distinctly a nerf for the top players, right? Because you were setting the shot with Warcry. Like, the, 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 the vulnerable was not relevant because Warcry existed. Um, and Warcry was in your list because Warcry was good. The funny thing is now, you don't run Warcry, so the d overall, again, spike damage is lower. You know, literally three damage lower on the spike. Um, yeah. It's... It's a fine nerf, right? It's a fine nerf. I don't believe it makes them unplayable. I actually don't believe it makes them unplayable at all. It's... They needed to be changed because yeah. they were five-point Bolton Bastard girls. Basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just that, that they they can't they can't share that many abilities and that many similarities. No. Now they're basically. Yeah, they're... <laughs> They're basically still five-point bottom buster girls because they were vulnerable on the charge. I mean, they are. Um, okay, they were five-point better bottom bastard girls. Now the difference yeah, now is they, they won't be as girls. devastating with Harma. No, they won't be as devastating across the board. And the... heal up again when they retreat. Yes. <laughs> the actual they, big thing for me... They're, they're, they're better in isolation, yes. or as good in isolation... But the number of combos that you can do with yeah. them that make them then just like an absolute nightmare to deal with are lower. Yeah. yeah. Bottom bastard girls are fucking horrible the moment you add in stuff we'll no doubt talk about when we actually talk about the update in the first week. Um, it's kind of scary. Uh, so yeah, Spearwise nerf. I still think they're good though. Warrior Sons, 
No change? Nothing. No, uh, I think they'll be fine. I... I hadn't even noticed them. Didn't even think they were this high. <laughs> there you go, you see. Carlo just doesn't even look at his own stats. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, uh, I don't bother with Lannister ones. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Rhaegal. They're dead to me now. They're dead to me. What are Lannisters, Carlo? Hmm. <laughs> uh, Rhaegal, uh, same problem with Drogo, right? He's going to go down in play rate. Um, and he's going to go down in win rate, basically. And he's going to go down in ELO. There's nothing more to be said about that. Um, will, he go, will he go down without being played? <laughs> it's true, actually. <laughs> will he even get played? I think Rhaegal will get well, played. All, all of the unit stats have been reset. This they is have... why this is why we have photographs of them. This is why we're looking at images. Yeah. They got <laughs> they got nuked. They got absolutely blasted from existence. Yeah. And Che, are we, did you change the way they're calculated as well in the newer version? Nope. Or no, still calculate the same way. <laughs> That's fine. Um, because there was talk obviously a long time ago. Was there? Yeah. No. Get, <laughs> let me get there. Talk about uh, like depreciation. Don't be old videos or nothing. Don't be. <laughs> no, no, no. We talked about depreciation over time and things like that. Um, which is something like we we. We'd thought about. I won't say we'd said it was coming, but we thought about maybe it was a thing that would happen. But I didn't know if that was uh, something that you'd be working on or had been working on in the secret. Rose Knights unchanged. Yes. All right. Interesting. You know what? So this one, this one's an interesting one and almost a worthwhile discussion point to say um, how the unit ELOs work, which is. They score highly by comparison to other things that Baratheons could take for seven points. Effectively, it is the easiest layman's way to discuss how the unit ELOs work. So I would expect them to not achieve such a high score now that Baratheons have other, not direct, better, or better options. They have other options have improved, therefore, it's very similar to the Flayed Men, as we were talking about, their rating probably won't go as high again this time, because other knights are more comparable to them. Rose Knights, not directly comparable, not a direct comparison because it's Stannis, but Queensmen and Kingsmen, both almost definitely improved in the seven-point category. That means that you might go and pick them instead. Thorn Watch, now six points, not seven points, means that you might pick them and might do well. Uh, but Rose Knights themselves entirely unchanged, but probably won't end up as high. What they were was an okay performing unit in a terribly performing faction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, We'll get on to Baratheons in a minute, because uh, I, I really think the hype around Baratheons is going to be... Uh, it sounds really bad. I think the hype around Baratheons is going to be very short-lived. <laughs> Um, what well, no, the, the hype is? The hype is is that they're not the worst in the game anymore. That that's all. That's all Dragonstone ever wanted. <laughs> that's all Dragonstone. <laughs> I ever don't know. Needed. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I think they're might... better than Lannisters. Is the new Dragonstone motto? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they wanted a bit more better than Lannisters, middle of the pack to like high end. The problem is, I just don't see them competing with anyone else except Lannisters and. Neutrals, we'll find out. In which case, they're basically in the same place as they were with Starks and Neutrals at the bottom last patch. Um, we will find out. We will. Um, Marjorie, same kind of thing. Marjorie, uh, outside of Courtney, the best. I mean, she, she's a Rose Knight combo. Yeah. So her and Rose Knights are intrinsically linked together. And Starks have House Morp. 
That's Mormont Shebears coming in at number 20. I really 100% think that Shebears are not going to be that high. I do well, not think. I mean, it's interesting that you make the comparison that, like, Stocks One Swords are just Shebears without Warcry now for a point less. So, shows you how powerful Stocks One Swords will probably be. Yep. Right? It, it, it's it's Shebears with the option to not buy the Warcry, which I think is super, super important. Like, having being a point less is, is really powerful. No, they are. Um, we will see where that goes. Moving on, uh, Torment's Giant Bane. Yes, he was a two-point attachment in Free Folk. He brought Warcry, right? We've already seen one-point Warcry, which is effectively where he's used in Raiders. Uh, we've seen one-point Warcry appear in other things in the list. She-Bears above him, uh, the Champion of Faith. This isn't a surprise or anything special to talk about, really. It's just obviously a very good attachment. Um, and Red Cloak's... Let's speed it up and move on to uh, yeah. on onto the uh, onto the bottom stuff. The bottom Ormond, stuff. unchanged. Red cloaks nerfed. Rickon unchanged. Yeah. Osher unchanged. Yep. Ranger hunters Can... unchanged. Gonna get better. Can we just Bowman, take a minute? Here? Oh my god, unchanged. Can we just take a minute here? Right. Rickon and Osher have different ELOs because some, yeah, some... Chad somewhere ran Rickon without Osher. Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. He did. He did. Unsurprisingly, or surprisingly, he won technically <laughs> because Rickon has a higher rating. Oh, what uh, a legend. Anyway, um, probably just did the click it on the builder. Used her anyway. But what, what can I do? Uh, uh, Mountain that rides unchanged. Uh, Glory seeker unchanged. Viserion nerfed. Unchanged. Actually, We're getting very much into just the highish performers mm -hmm. rather than like things that people super complain about. Though people are definitely going to complain a lot about Bowman from now on. I think. Uh, yes, four point long range Bowman is stupid. Um, Plagueen, the mountain that rides, just a quick one. I think his rating is going to go up. Um, even though Lannisters themselves are going to be trash, I think he will become a staple four-point unit to take in Lannisters, uh, more so because poor fellows are less staple uh, at four. Um, I think Gregor just makes it into basically every competitive Lannister list that isn't Gregor Commander that doesn't want to run just probably two units of poor fellows. So I, I'm, I'd like to think that Gregor will go up, even though I don't think his power levels change, but it's his relative at four. Um, I'm 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 very curious to see if Gregor really goes up because um he's getting more and more available now, um and Dennis's in general have taken and hearted, mm -hmm. so mm. I'm not quite sure if he really goes up. I I think he will be a staple. I absolutely agree, and he will be a good unit, mm -hmm. but I doubt he will um definitely go up mm -hmm. because we're in, still in the region of the top twenty five, and I see other units yeah. that might rise. Oh, not in Lannisters, though. That's my thing. I think everything Lannister is probably pretty shit. <laughs> um, I, think, anyway. I think the Ironborn, Ironborn Bowmen on this page, I think Ironborn Bowmen are going to get a lot of heat because they they are an incredibly good unit, right? Yeah. Like that is without a doubt. But the amount, like people looked at them and said, yes, but, you know, Poor Fellows are also an incredibly good unit. Conscripts are also an incredibly good unit those things aren't good units anymore, or at least they are still acceptable choices while being heavily nerfed. But 
we see the trapper, uh, the the bowman go entirely unchanged, which now really brings the attention to the fact that they are one of a few four point units who are still going to perform incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Them and raiders being the two standouts. You can throw trappers in there too. You can maybe throw. We'll find out what drowned men happen, but like those three in the Greyjoys are just going to get bundled together as Greyjoy spam. And uh, it's probably going to get um, more hate than it deserves, but it's not misplaced because I think that the unit is probably way too good for four points. I agree. I think there needs to be a change to Raiders. Um, I don't know if losing Adaptive is necessarily the change you'd want because I think it moves them to almost trash tier and like overnight, even though Raiders will be taken naked all the time, but then no one would ever run a free folk attachment ever again. Um, so I think Raiders losing adapters is not good enough or not the change they need. But going to 8 morale, I think, is definitely warranted. Ironborn Bowman, I don't even know how you change them. I don't. I still don't know where they're 5 armor. I don't know where they're 5 armor. I mean, they they're absolutely have to be a 5-point unit. Like, they they so easily fit into the 5-point category. Yeah. They, they like, do. nobody else can field long-range for four. Long-range units. But anything less than 6 points? Yeah. But they can field four. Yeah. And they're practically as good at shooting when you especially when you throw in finger dance and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And they have better armor. And they have better morale pro um melee profile than nearly everybody else's archers. It's kind of crazy what they buy for four points. Yeah, um, and in rare occasions you even get the rerolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It is And they is, provide support for the other units. So yeah. Yes, and the fact that they are like a support piece that enables other units to gain pillage. All crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, whatever. We'll move yeah. on. Um, right, we're at the bottom end now, and we see Kingsmen. Uh, we must talk about all these all together in one time. Kingsmen, Relore Lightbringers. This is not the very bottom, right? This is not the very bottom. We're at the bottom 30. But Kingsmen, Relore Lightbringers, and Melisandre are all within that like first couple of bits of the 28. A 280 to 283 bracket. They're all improved. Every single one of them, yeah. actually. That's good. Baratheons have got to be happy there. I think Baratheons are happy. Like, yeah. I, I honestly just think Baratheons are happy. I, I'm a Baratheon player. I'm happy. I'm happy because this, field, this building doesn't feel shit anymore. Like actually, I I was happy enough playing Baratheons before. I've played them in tournaments. I think that you know when you know the faction well, you can still do fine. But the list building is just so much better, and that's why I hate Lannisters now because Lannister list building is just shit now. Lannister list building is how many Knights of Cassidy Rock and Flayed Men can I take? Um, at least that's my first view on it. Um, Baratheons have choices. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's good. Um, there's loads of Targ stuff on here, which is really interesting. It shows you how, like, difficult the Targ system was um, here. In that you've got freedmen there, you've got Dothraki veterans who I don't understand why they were so relatively low. Um, Zarazo and Daxos and Outriders. Um, Veterans, obviously, they were competing with uh, Blood Riders at the end. They were competing directly with Flayed Men in the same spot. 
But I mean, veterans are good. Veterans are a good. Okay, unit. but again, this comes back to a fundamental misunderstanding of what ELO is measuring. It's not measuring whether or not your unit is good. No, it's, the it's measuring whether or not it's... there was a direct better choice that you should have been taking. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that. But it's crazy to think that the veterans are so low compared to those other choices. That's what I mean. Like, like the difference is quite significant, is what I mean. Whereas I don't think veterans are that bad. But this would imply that they're actually considerably worse. Um, yeah. And but I I cannot explain how the Iron Makers went to two hundred and eighty four. How did that happen? Yeah, Iron Makers down it. I mean, I mean, I I see the problem with the Targaryens and why veterans are um there because other stuff just was super good. But for me, the Iron Makers were super good because it was a unit you can buff up to defense two plus, and they can utilize their pillage tokens uh, with Balon, for example, and stuff. Um, and they aren't even bad in uh, attack wise. They they. Uh, I think, that, I think that most people think that uh, Silence Men are a significantly better choice now. Yeah, Silence Men just beat it out, unfortunately, for seven. <laughs> And 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 also Absolutely. most people and and most most higher performing things are reavers with Victorian. Yeah, yeah, they so are, they, they are heavy it, on the one, on the other end, right? On the attack end. Yeah. And when you consider it versus the high cost options that you otherwise could have taken, you realize that iron makers are by proxy a bad choice. It doesn't measure it as a bad unit; it measures it as a bad list building choice. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean... Which, by extension, says the unit is sort of bad, but only by comparison to what else you could have had. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still, think, I still think veterans, for Dothraki specifically, it's the, it's the fact that they're completely polar opposite of the, the, fact the, the end, right? You've got flame men who are obviously very good, um, and are very... Like high efficiency unit blood riders, which didn't make the top thirty, but partially due to the fact they never got enough games really to gain the ELO required. Um, but we're on the way up, right? Blood riders were on a general trend upwards. Um, it's crazy to think that veterans were just, you know, because for eight points, no. Uh, the problem actually, no, the the problem is for veterans. Like, veterans not... just aren't good. Like, they're the third tier of those three options. Yeah, they are. And actually, they're not the third tier of those three options, if you think about it, in that they're actually an 11-point unit, because you're usually taking Solo Jorah. Mm-hmm. Which, to enable. Solo Jorah veterans is scary, but for 11 points, you expect it to be, right? So, same problem as usual. Um, Alright, anyway, move on. Um, We've got... <laughs> uh, screamers... Uh, at six, which is still mental that screamers were that low for six, but again, better list building options for six or list building choices. Um, you know, outriders probably massively outperforming screamers, I'd have thought, in that six point category. Um, I know outriders were very popular across the board, so yeah, doesn't surprise me. Uh, what else we got? Master Wardens, <sighs> Alistair Florent. Oh god, remember Alistair Florent and people saying you could change where things went. And that make that made them good. It made him good. You could control the board. No. 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 Um. Just pick Baelish. 
Just just, just pick Baelish. How some of Berserkers in a comparatively low ranking, the completely opposite end of the sheet scale to She Bears for six points. Because yeah. She Bears a better option. Said well, they were a seven point unit, right, with Berserkers, in that it was Berserkers with Mormon Vet. Um, which is the problem. Dragonstone Noble. I'm going to be honest. I don't think the Dragonstone Noble deserves to be as low as he is. I think that's just a function of the Brathian low win rate and the fact that you, generally speaking, ran two of them in every list to make yourself competitive at eight. Um, well, it just shows that like the yeah. eight list, Brath- the eight, fa- eight activation Brathian list was not good. No. And and the eight the eight activation Brathian list is entirely built upon the Dragon So Noble. Yeah, probably yeah. two of, right? Yeah. But like it doesn't perform well. Brathians did just as well at seven activations, which tells you, going way back to the last discussion, that you're just bad. You are bad. If you if you're just as good at seven as you are at eight, then you're bad because everybody else is getting a fair fight with you at seven, and then they're gonna go to eight and they're just gonna dick on you. The funniest shit is when you're decent at seven or okay at seven, and you go to eight and you drop. That's uh, that's where sadness really ensues. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, which was the old Stark problem, right? Stark had a better win rate at seven than they did at eight, um, mm-hmm. which is ugh, horrible. Um, all right, horrible Bruce... faction, but not for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be where every faction is, but the problem is, is that most fact, like the competitive factions, are never that. They run eight, factions are always really strong at eight and really strong at nine. Yeah. So, like, it's not bad for the game for that if, faction. like, seven and eight are, like, a toss-up. That's really, really good, except that when you're talking about competitive list building, that's not a good place for your faction to be because you are playing a faction which has a distinct handicap. Yeah. Yeah. Moving into the last ten, then. Uh, Stormcrow Archers... Uh, at six, again, I think a lot of this was a function of the amount they saw play, specifically in Baratheons. Um, uh, well, and I mean, if you're taking Stormcrow Archers, you're probably desperate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, the Stormcrow Archers were pretty surprising when all the stars aligned. When you had the opportunity to get some of the board position you wanted to get, and you had the opportunity to get um, some of the tactics board zones you wanted to um, be on, mm-hmm. and then they were really good, but without them, they were worse than <laughs> the Greyjoy Bowman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're a worse unit than the four point option, you know. But like, point is, is like Lannisters took them because their own crossbowmen were shite. Yep. Baratheons took them because because they, they Thornwatch don't do anything and you did have another um, option at six. Overlord like Bringers like, were too expensive at seven. Um, you yeah. know, neutrals take them because because they don't neutrals. have a different range option. But like all the other factions who were doing well, you know, Targaryens just take Outriders, do it, do the same job but better. Yep. Um, you know, build a crossbowman, Greyjoy <laughs> archers. Yep. Like you're good you don't take them mm-hmm. you don't need them um i'm not even gonna attempt to talk about mandon more didn't he get changed or is it boris blunt that got changed boris got changed boris got changed mandon more is a direct function of surely they're there 
Hmm? Where did they go? Is this the bottom ten? Yeah. This isn't the bottom ten. This is the bottom ten, I think. I, I think you're wrong, Mickey, because I am so sure that Mountain's Men ended up at the very bottom. Oh, shit, no, you gave me the bottom 50. Christ. Yeah. There's a lot more to go. Holy crap. I didn't realise there were that many components. 329. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we've got a couple more to go. Um, yeah, Mountain's Men. More only ever got picked inside of Mountain's Men, and people believed that this was now a good seven-point unit. It was not. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, cool. We'll get through these a bit faster then. Uh, Cave Dwell Alpha, piece of shit. Um, uh, Howland NCU, five point NCU, yeah, worse than Eddard. Hi, Eddard. Yeah. Um, Reaver Captain, outflank bad, outflank bad. Um, for a point. Lannister Crossbowman, yeah. They got buff. They, they did get buff. It. Deserve, deserve buff. Khaleesi NCU, that's the four point one. The Khaleesi NCU? She's the five point. Wait. No, Khaleesi NCU is the four point with reroll, always rerolls. Uh, and remove the The unburn option that I'm thinking about with yeah, the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, she got unchanged, but she does enable dragons. So the tiniest nerf, but no, like she's unchanged. Uh, I don't know why she was as low as that, but uh, we'll skip on to the last. There we go. So. We've got Screamer Co's next. Uh, yeah, not that amazing for a point. Oh, Ranger Trackers, the worst, uh, the worst Night's Watch unit in the game, pretty much. Uh, and a buff. buff. <laughs> a, a very deep buff. For six points, they might be good. Uh, might be quite good. They're going to be very good. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they're going to make benching is... lists good. Yeah, and they have... They have calf move. They have a decent attack. They have options. They have pathfinder. They have attachments. They have pathfinder. I do <laughs> think that they should have gone to six points along with all the other light cavalry. Like I think that that's yeah, acceptable. That's fair. I think they should have lost something in that process because when they went to seven, they got buffed. Right? I forget what they gained, but I'm pretty sure they went from six to seven on the addition change and got buffed at six points. Before, previously, they were heavily used and very good win rates. And now, they went to 7, got a very minor buff, and now they come back to 6, but they've basically been buffed over the addition, I think. I forget what they've yeah, changed. Yeah, they, they were 6 points. But have they changed? Pull up the Did they old... something? Did they gain plus 1 morale or anything? Or am I actually just imagining things? I'll pull up the old one and put it alongside what we've got. So the old Ranger Trackers were uh, the six-point trackers. Mark target. Recurve bow, seven, four, three plus. Short sword, six, three, four plus. Five, six morale. Uh, they didn't have Pathfinder. So comparing them with modern trackers directly, we see that modern range of trackers have... Wow. Okay. That's nuts. So they've got a 7-5 profile now on the range, where they used to have yeah. a 7-4 on 3+. The short sword's oh. 6-4 now, rather than the 6-3 that they used to have, but they did used to hit on 4s in melee. They hit on 5s in melee now. 5-plus mm -hmm. um, armor's unchanged, 6-movement unchanged. They've buffed to 5 morale. And, after all of that, 
they have Pathfinder as an additional rule that they never used yeah, to have. I, I, I felt like they'd gained an ability, which was Pathfinder. Um, I wasn't so sure about their attack profiles, so they've gained a better ranged profile. By one dice per second. The, but at the cost of a slightly worse melee profile. And they gained plus one morale in the process too. Yeah. You have to say that like, at its actual role, that unit is a significant buff over what it used to be. And more, more importantly as well, this is huge. Everything else in 2021 basically got nerfed, right? From damage output yeah. and things like that. So you've now got a unit that's actually kind of better than it was in 20, uh, 1.6. Yeah, so... and it was good in 2021. Uh, 1.6, sorry. It was yeah. good in 1.6. At 6 points. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Greyjoy's not... Uh, Aaron Greyjoy's unchanged. He's just shit. For 4.0 yeah. years. Yeah. I, the number of times where I've thought, maybe I can make this thing work. You know when you have those like flash-in-the-pan ideas and you're like, I'm going to try and make him work? And then you look at the list afterwards and go, what a pile of shite. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I, that's where Aemon just or Aaron constantly looks. It's like, I made this list designed around him. And if I remove him and put like any other four point NCU in, the list is better. So what's the point? Um, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I, I tried it a couple of times. <laughs> it's not worth. Zorse uh, Riders! Zorse is in at six. Zorse I think Zorse is. Try Zorse's. Try Zorse's, guys. Like, I'm not like they're wildly amazing, but I do think that six point light cavalry can have a really big impact on a lot of factions yeah yeah six point light cavalry for for anyone is good uh cavalry movement for cheap is really strong don't ever talk away cavalry movement for cheap remember some if anyone of you plays old 1.6 some factions got cavalry movement so cheap that it was in their, their uh, base deck <laughs> um swift advance what a legendary card that was Oh dear. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, bloody mama skirmishes. See, saw some changes. We, we jumped to Cersei. Mm. Cersei unchanged, but Joffrey nerf says maybe she's the third best NCU. Maybe. No, because, I, because Joffrey, Joffrey turned Cersei on. Is what made it playable, so. You're going to run Baelish instead of Joffrey now? I don't see Cersei making play over Pycelle. Pycelle's still very good. Um, Pycelle, Littlefinger. Not Cersei. Surely not. High Sparrow, for fuck's sake. High yeah. Sparrow's not that impactful, but he's probably better. Um, mind you saying that, maybe you want more of those Lannister cards out of the deck. Just get Cersei to draw them all so you don't have to worry about them later on. Um, Bloody Mama Skirmishes! Uh, direct buff to the 3 plus to hit. Um, it's definitely a buff, so I can't complain. Try him. Yeah. Might be okay. Yeah. Sword Sword Captains! Uh, I guess it's a buff. Yeah. Because... By the fact that the one unit that they're supposed to go in yeah. no longer conflicts with them. Yeah. Except it does a little bit, right? Because they offer rerolls and vulnerable. It it's rerolls and vulnerable. Martial training, rerolls and vulnerable. And if the Sworn Swords are on one rank, they get rerolls anyway. So that's fine. Yeah, right. Still conflicts with the deck as well, right? Yeah. Still not pretty, still not good. Um, yeah. Leave him at home. Take your mom on veteran. Yeah. yeah. Tyrion Lannister, the imp. We'll move on, because <laughs> there's not much you can say about that, and he hasn't seen a change. Uh, there's five NC, five point NCs, there's just better options. 
Uh, especially with Tycho at five now, I think you pick Tycho over Tyrion most times, or Joffrey at five over Tyrion. So there's actually more five NCUs now, and Tyrion probably doesn't beat them. Um, Stark Outriders, uh, another unit that we saw buffed to, coming down to uh, six points and saw some nice upgrades. I think that's a good thing. Again, it, they were performing, they were outperformed at seven by basically all the other list building options. So, so that's positive in my book. Um, what else have we got? Pyromancers. Or pyros. They haven't seen a change. They're not going to do well. Uh, Stag Knights also didn't see a change at eight points. I don't think they're going to see any significant. Okay, but game will go longer. Yes. Like, yeah. roundabout buff to you might get more of your abilities. Game mode changes have a slightly positive impact upon them. Slight. Yes. yes. Slight. I don't think it's enough to recover them. No, I still don't think that you still just field cav. Yeah. For eight points, you need a cavalry move. Otherwise, your opponent can ignore you too easily. Yeah. And you have a no no way to double down stagnites, really, right? There's no. They hit one thing a turn. Okay, they yeah. hit it hard, but they hit one thing a turn. And if they can't get to the one thing that they need to hit a turn, then they don't hit one thing around even. Which means they yeah, hit less that, than that's, six things. That's one thing that confused me the most, to be honest, from a design point. The faction that got the slowest units from all don't have Relentless. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. They're I, just walking in the swamp. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to give Baratheons Relentless necessarily, but I feel I don't think Relentless... I don't like Relentless as an ability, to be honest. Um... But I do think it has a place of something similar. I'm surprised that Baratheons don't have it. Like, or something at least somewhat similar. It is crazy. Um, Bron, one point attachment was atrocious. Is yeah, it just, is interesting. Is that just because he just lost all the time, even though he was probably a pretty good pick? He just always lost. Yeah, but like, he loses by comparison to like something else that you could have taken. Right, but... Attachments are bad, guys. Like, uh, you can't. You no. gotta. You gotta remember this. Attachments are bad. Yeah. I, I, my point is, he was probably picked way more than most other stuff. Like, he was probably just picked more, and there's a result. If he had a winning, uh, an average loss rate, um, his ELO probably just plummeted from the fact that he was just picked so much more and never won anything. Um, I mean, come on. We saw. We've seen attachments up in like the zero bracket and you're like that king's got attachment for a point how is that elo not terrible and then you look and go oh, he's got like three games ever <laughs> you know, <laughs> ah, no he is actually terrible <laughs> um so yeah uh assault veterans also not popular and were picked a lot god they bad unchanged savage giant got buffed got vicious reapers unchanged yep. reapers are by far the worst Greyjoy unit. The worst outside of Vinemakers, right? Which we saw a couple of points ahead. Uh, they're the worst point. Like at six, they're just terrible. I actually, it's crazy. I don't think Greyjoys have a six point option worth taking. You either run a four, you run a five, you run a seven, or you run an eight. That's it. You don't have a six. Um, 
Swarm Brothers, the worst new, uh, the worst Night's Watch unit in the game. You're not crossbowmen. You're not ranger hunters. Or veterans. That's veterans are watch a few pages back as well. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe they'll they'll see more play and specifically see. By comparison, they were always a bad choice. If you took Swan Brothers, you should have just been taking one of the other two choices. Hunters, probably, in the vast majority. Hunters of in John List, crossbowmen in awful list. You can take crossbows in non-awful lists too. They you were could, still yeah. really, really good. But I think you still take hunters in non-John lists now as well. I think, I think hunters are a direct replacement. Um, and then we move on to the absolute sadness. Oh, good thing. Star Swan Swords received a rightful buff. Um, it's hard to really compare their options because Starks didn't have a lot of five point options and arguably the only other one we've seen on the list okay Kranigman we haven't actually talked about but Kranigman were on there the only other five point unit they have access to is obviously Dawncrows because I don't count Cutthroats as being a unit they were a piece of artwork that you hang on the wall um, so yeah Starks on Swords weren't in a good spot, but they weren't really competing with anything, so they were just shit on their own alone. Um, and then we have this triumvirate. The, the trio of four fellows, four red cloaks. Yeah. Guardsmen. But the real problem is, is that this trio says this is what awaits Lannisters. Because this trio is how good you've made poor fellows and red cloaks now. You've made them, you've brought them down to these guys' level. Now, admittedly, these guys are down here because by comparison, you always should have been picking one of those other two things. So they won't be as low in the future because the internal balance of the faction will be significantly better. But, uh, yeah. I'm not just, I'm not just being a salty Lannister player. I actually haven't played Lannisters in forever. Like, I really just, like, I'm actually not that bothered about Lannisters. I've been way, way more interested in three other factions before Lannisters for quite a while. But I do think that Lannisters got done absolute dirty. Like, I do think that they are the new, the new, the new bottom of the pile. Um, I might be underestimating the value of Knights of Castle Rock, but I just don't think it's going to be a reliable strategy. People will be able to put them out and. Pan, um, be able to weaken them and blunt the charge, and then and then just deal with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I don't think these units are as bad as these would suggest, with the changes taken into consideration. Um, the problem is, as you say, is that poor fellows for four were probably one of the best, if not the most effective, probably outside of conscripts, maybe. Uh, the most effective four-point unit in the game. Um, Red Cloaks were a very effective six-point unit, especially when we saw the charge. We saw the charge errata come out to fix that. Uh, they obviously lost a lot of benefits from them, but they were still strong units. Red Cloaks still putting in a lot of shift. So these units were, in comparison, absolutely garbage compared to those two. And they were garbage compared to those two. Um, they're not garbage compared to those two now. Without significant buffs, the Mountains Men one sure is a little bit of a buff, but it's like not enough to make me go writing home about it. You know what I mean? Um, 
uh, internal. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Internal Lannister faction balance might be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah At least you got that. There is a Lannister list that I want to try, which is like Castle Rock, Castle Rock, Flayed Men, a unit, and three NCUs. But I mean. I don't think it's a good list. I just want to see what Newcastle Rock are like and see if you can just like go and blow shit up. Like, all my previous experience with this game tells me that doesn't work against a competent list played by a competent opponent. I don't, I don't know. There was a time. There was a time where like you could run three or four units of cavalry and literally blow up like three or four units around, right? That was actually a thing. <laughs> that was a different game. That was, was. literally a different yeah. game. It had literally different core rules. Oh yeah, I know. I know. You could panic seven you could panic seven, eight wounds Very with true. Cersei and Vicious and things like that. Yeah. It was not just different balance, it was a different game. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean I would call it a different balance, different version still. Um but yeah, no. The, those days are long past. Um, my theory is that there Simon was... overvalued the gain tag. Yeah, massively. <laughs> do anything. The there is one unit. Reroll the distance on overrun. No, the the problem the problem with the gain tag, and this actually comes back to a. It comes back to one card I think that they've overvalued, coming from um, sudden charge from Starks in one point six. But the uh, what's, assault orders. Is it assault orders for Gregor? I just I thought it had I'm a different sure name. Um, but it used to be a different name, right? Where you can make it a game like orders to destroy or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they they changed that. Now that is technically a charge off any zone for a Clegane unit, which is kind of almost sudden charge. And sudden charge was a massive issue. I actually think that. Their the mountains version of assault orders means that they overvalue the game keyword, and actually I think you'd be better off having assault orders be just Gregor's unit, and then yeah. them effectively nerfing the game keyword uh, with that change a little bit, but valuing it properly. That's actually yeah. the biggest issue is they don't want to give uh, a unit or an, a whole army. They just don't want to give it sudden charge for their entire army. Which I can kind of yeah, see like, why they don't want that. Terrified to even give a overwhelmingly overcosted Clegane Butcher the ability to make Knights of Castle Rock Clegane or Flayed Bank yeah. Clegane. It doesn't even give the affiliation because they seem terrified of that affiliation. And I think it's because of that one card. Because of what? Card. Because of what? Devis, because of what? Sudden Charge was in one point six, which was. I mean, we remember Sudden Charge, don't we, Carlo? It was I forget. fucking sad. Uh, I was about I was about to ask whether or not mounting that rides gives Clegane affiliation, but then that's pointless because you can't have mount can't have Gregor Commander, so what does it matter? Correct. The three point version doesn't the three point cavalry or the two point infantry doesn't anyway, but it's irrelevant as you say. Yeah. Um Lannisters are going to be bottom of the pile, maybe outside of neutrals, but, you know, neutrals, whatever, no one cares. Uh, Lannisters are going to be the bottom of the pile, I think. We're all agreed there, based on the changes here. Um, we are overwhelmingly saying that Free Folk and Greyjoy is basically gone, effectively unchanged, uh, across the board. 
Starks, comprehensive buffs pretty much outside of one thing. Um, so Starks are going to come up. Um, Baratheons will come up, but in a relative sense, probably won't actually change where they roughly are anyway. They'll just come up to meet everyone a little bit, but are still going to kind of wallow in the bottom half, I think. Um, what else we got? Oh, Night's Watch. Who gives a fuck? I have no idea where Night's Watch are going to end We're up. We're about to find out how powerful Night's Watch actually are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Night's Watch have actually been increasing in rank since the nerfs. Yeah. Because, no, like, gen generically. Because people are actually pushing the faction to its limit again, rather than imposing limits upon themselves. Targaryen, I think, are going to take a hit, and we've already started to see that they're taking a hit. Um, the obvious auto-win build kind of thing in a lot of circumstances has gone. I do think Targaryens are probably just as strong when it comes to tournament play. I'm super interested to try out the improved, well, the, ch the cheaper um, swordsman. Unsullied swordsman, particularly with a with a captain in him, uh, I think that's a tidy ten point package. Um, we're not talking, we're not talking crossbowmen here because you can't just you know sit in the middle of the field and just obliterate everything. Um, it requires a lot more. It's a lot more interaction from your opponent. They can play around it. Plus, your unit is a bit of a glass cannon, like it actually is doesn't have amazing defensive abilities. Yeah, it's pretty good with a 4+, plus, 5+, plus, 4+, plus, 4+, plus, maybe. Which sounds great, but you are only 12 wounds and you don't have huge natural healing inside the faction. Mm -hmm. um, overall, I think, um, yeah, I'd be... I'm interested to try out some Baratheon builds just because, like, Baratheons have so many more list building options now. I'm interested to try out some new Targ builds, but they were the faction that I was looking at anyway. And I never did get managed to get around to Greyjoys. So, you know, Greyjoys unchanged are still a faction that I really want to look at soon. Uh, I'll be keeping a close eye myself on where Night's Watch go and what people take them down with now. Uh, you know, what kind of things they bring. I think we'll see a lot of Gion and something else. I haven't decided what the something else is yet. Mm -hmm. uh, got any thoughts, Loki, on what you want to try? What, what, what? really floating your boat right now yeah um i mean besides the typical Greyjoy new stuff and uh heroes boxes and i think baron black tight could be a really really good commander um mm -hmm. super resilient um if the drowned men are released i think their assumption and again i want to really try um i mean I, I like Christopher. Christopher, there are a lot of shenanigans possible with him. And I am really curious if Silencemen could 100% replace the Ironmakers because they don't need the setup to be good because Ironmakers without the pillage are pretty meh. Um, and the Silencemen are pretty st still okay. Um, mm -hmm. What I wrap my head around, and I would like to ask you to... Um, is what do you think about the Bolton cutthroats? Mm. Do you think they will increase in numbers of games they are shown, um, especially with the changes on the two strong units? They um, will. I can say straight away they will increase play rate. 
I can, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, say increased by rate. I think Baratheons now run them as a five-point unit over Wardens. Yeah. I think, and I can only hope this, I think the people's love of Wardens or people's, like, this idea that Wardens are somehow a good five-point unit might finally be broken. And people might go, actually, yeah, now that we've seen Terrell Pikes that are, in, in theory, coming and Cutthroats are now good, that actually Wardens aren't actually that good for their cost. Um, so I think Cutthroats will see increase in play in Baratheons purely alone. I think they'll see play in other factions as well. But for Baratheons alone, we'll see more Cutthroats. So, yeah, I think we'll see some Cutthroats. Like, I do... Yeah. I think that they are... They are still a very good um, double tap unit for their cast. The threat that they put out is very good for their cast. Um, but I think that they're, they're not a gimme. I, I don't think we're going to see them spammed. I don't. I, I think that they're quite quite the glass cannon, and I don't think that they can really hold together a front line. I will say this though: we are going to see them spammed in neutrals that want to try and hit eight activations. Because now that they've only got two NCUs at four, they basically have to run eight activations, and it's a bunch of cutthroats with like they didn't, they didn't and can't run eight activations, and that's why they're not, not effective. a good faction. No, maybe people will do it, and now maybe cutthroats are slightly better. Maybe they will spam them, and maybe neutrals will win, and neutrals might finally be cutthroat spam, and that's it. It's not Carlo, did you? Did you just say neutrals can't run eight activations, and that's why they are not a faction? Does that count for Lannisters now too? I actually said that's why they're not a good faction, uh, oh, which was okay. the tongue of the fact that they are that I that I even gave them the gave them the upgrade to be a faction, even if it's a bad one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean nothing. I mean we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what the uh, what the Golden Company swordsmen look like, oh, and and the elephants. But you know, like Golden Company crossbowmen aren't saving neutrals either. Like hey. they look bad. Do you, do you want to know something absolutely triggering? Like, this is actually insane how stupid this is. You could run an 8-activation Bolton list, which, or Stormcrows arguably as well, like, you could include Stormcrow Mercenaries as a mix, but it was four infantry units between the two. Then you could run three NCUs at 12 points, leaving you uh, 30, 32, and then eight for Flayed Men. Now, with the change to Tycho to 5, it only ever leaves you 7 points left over, so you can't even leave a 4 infantry, 1 flayed men list. The best you can do is a 4 infantry, 1 bolt and bastard girl list, which is just sad. I mean, that wasn't even good before, and now it's just sad. <laughs> oh. I mean... If you want to put your big boy pants on and people play like proper competitive list builds around you, eight, nine activations and use them well and yeah. you still dominate, then then go do it with neutrals because they aren't good. <laughs> no, they actually can't. I <clears throat> it, Somewhere in the back of my mind, I used to think they could run a competitive build and it would work. And it, you could at least you could at least punch the boys in the game uh, unless anyone bought something actually good like Offal um, or like Mother Dragons whereas I don't even think you can punch <laughs> the medium boys in the game anymore <laughs> um, I, actually, I actually genuinely think neutrals will struggle against Baratheons now so uh... yeah and and the, sec the second thing I was uh, thinking about is the importance of Peter mm -hmm. um, 
because mm-hmm. he didn't change in points. Tycho did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one point can really hurt some lists. And especially with the new um within with the new rules um, that the commanders don't score two points, etc. Um he could become more important in yeah, those mission mission scenarios. So maybe Peter will even increase in popularity um after that, but I'm not quite sure about that. Mm, don't know what what you think about it. I feel like Peter can is is probably the third best NCU in almost every faction. Hmm. Like in the same way that Tycho was almost without a doubt within the top three of every faction in the past, I feel like Peter just moves up into that spot. Tycho was like maybe the number one or number two pick in almost every faction. Peter is probably more realistically the number three pick in every faction. Yeah, he could be too for a lot of things, for a lot of reasons and specific builds. But just generically, if you're looking for a third, then Peter's an amazing third choice to pick up. So, um, yeah, I think that I think that Peter will be very, very popular. I expect to see him appearing generically across many, many, many lists. Oh. Yeah, ability, it's the same feeling. The ability to block a zone and do something else with it is just a control level piece which has a lot of intrinsic play. Someone someone said to me it's quite a high skill piece to use, a relatively high skill, in that, again, high skill I use in terminology here, meaning high knowledge, in that if you know what your opponent's got and what like your opponent can do with their deck and things like this, or what they can do on the board, then blocking a zone which you know they kind of want to take to enable a unit or enable a particular play or something like that is just valuable because you can block it on turn where you're going first and do whatever you want regardless of what you've blocked and just say yeah but i'm still doing something that i want to do while i'm stopping you um you know lots of power behind that so Mm. yeah yeah and and i really like the new sword masters uh i think it wasn't a little bit of an undervalued unit and now um after these changes i think they will see a lot of play Mm mm-hmm I mean, they 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 still struggle in that whole like, either they or Pikes are gonna get picked. Yeah, but them right now. But Pikes do have a role. They are different. They are they are significantly different units. Absolutely, but, but I think the angle with the um with the officers to have a double tap in mm-hmm. one round is crucial here because they can get into position. Um, Targaryens have a lot of mobility and they can double tap uh, maybe even triple tap if you are the first player in the next round and I think not a lot of units will survive uh, double or triple tap from the Sotmosses I raise you I raise you a very important thing here and I think this is very important and I think it's why we see Targaryens actually struggle in a lot of ways in that they have very limited access to keywords. And with limited access to Sundering, with limited access to Vicious, they basically don't have Crit Blow in the list at all, I think. Like, not that they can give infantry. Um, maybe with Grey Worm's Battle Endurance or something like that. 
But like, they actually have no way. So sure, the eight dice on three is always re-rolling is good. But they don't even have good token play. So like, they actually have very little way to push that damage through overall in Targaryen. That's an issue. Yeah, what their stats even are. Don't don't they come with eight. intrinsic precision? Yeah, they come with intrinsic position, yeah. which is okay. I'm not going to say that's terrible. I mean, with rerolls, that's still, that's a very nice ability. It is, but that, it's very the very catch-all ability to auto force through damage. But like we've spoken about before, Carlo, precision actually loses value when your hit rate is quite high. Um, because like we used to talk about it, precision on a five plus to hit is actually statistically much better than any other keyword. Whereas if you're hitting with like most of your eight dice anyway, something like Sundering's probably just more wounds. You know? Hmm. Um But they are they are, they are very good morale unit and yeah. they cannot be weakened. So the hits you gain are almost guaranteed. Sure, sure, sure. Um Yeah, yeah. I, I mean they are a nightmare every, for solos, right? What was that? Carly? Well, I said everyone's disagree with disagreeing with you. Yeah. I they don't they don't need anything. They're a great unit. Yeah. And they're a nightmare for solos. I mean solos, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course they're a nightmare for solos. It's um, like hello Greg. <laughs> what up on the horse? Goodbye. Yeah. I'm just not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced hugely by Swordsmaster. I don't think they're bad. I just don't I don't necessarily think they're amazing compared to what other people are getting for seven, uh, and the way that they can help them and support them. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at it for seven, then I might agree. But if you look at it as two activations for ten points, I think it's it's another it's another cup, um, because that really hurts, <laughs> and. Um, you talked about the they are not as um, they are not as resilient as the pikemen. Yeah, but if you add the the officer with go down fighting, I mean they put out a lot of wounds. Yeah, I mean by the way, I was assuming that the pikemen also has ha, has the officer. Uh, I'm talking them naked, both naked. Um, right. Well, yeah. why would you feel either of them naked? Well, I think that's the point, though, right? Uh, I was talking about them naked, not with the officers involved. Um, exactly the same as like why why are you fielding any seven point unit in Night's Watch without without a watch captain? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. But other than crossbowmen now because they can't use the range. But like every other one unit either has your commander in or it has a watch captain in. Because you double your value practically mm -hmm. for only fifty percent extra cost. Yeah. Who wins in a fight Swarm Brothers Watch Captain versus Unsullied Swordmaster. Whoever charges first. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. No, it, no, it just it comes it comes down to whether or not the Night's Watch have all their cards attached to them. Mm -hmm. Night's Watch, if Night's Watch have have shields, have swords, have light that brings, like they they absolutely win. If you just go with their base stats, I would say it's touch and go. But the Unsullied might win. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting a vulnerable token and rerolls on at least one of my attacks. Um with the Night's Watch and I'm hitting on the same number of dice as you at top rank. 
Like the only thing that you've got going for you is you ignore the weakened. So if you can set up a weakened token, there's something. Again, yeah, and if they they're st- token play, so if they're stuck in melee, you still got the rerolls. So um, yeah, which yeah. Night's Watch also right, do well. if it's not in their first attack of the round, if it's their first attack of the round as well. Uh. I actually I think Watch Captains tend to beat them out, which is there's a lot about yeah. Watch Captains and uh, probably. Rose. Um, what what was the moral of the? They're five, so they are one mercy morale. Hmm. But they're still like with without vicious. Neither of them have access to vicious, really. So it's kind of yeah. academic. They're both not going to fail morale tests that often. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm not still not convinced by the unsullied swordmasters with the captain, but. Uh, I guess that's because I'm comparing them to things that used to be very more, much more dangerous than that within a watch captain um, or an unsullied officer. Anyway, um, should we look at briefly at commanders where they were? Sure. Top or bottom first? Top. Top. Obviously, Mother Dragons. Yeah. Uh, Offal. Yeah. Mance. Nothing has changed about. Um, really? Um, nothing's changed? No. Nope. I think that that's a problem. Um, yeah. I, from, a, from an internal perspective, it's a massive issue because he is just the best commander in Free Folk. Like, yeah. just of obviously. I, I wrote it several times. One on the list. I wrote it several times. I I like Mans. I like the playstyle of Mans. I like that Prefog has Mans because I think he's necessary. But I don't like that I am almost forced to play Mans all the time because there are so many options and opportunities for Free Folk to have really, really, really cool commanders. I mean, come on. <laughs> You are literally picking up bones with Rattleshirt to yeah. equip some of that stuff. I mean, how cool is that? And whenever I play him, I'm like, meh. Men's, men's would it's be better. just so much better. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I mean, you can you can field Mag, right? For nine points. <laughs> yeah, don't, please don't. Um, it's just depressing. It's depressing because like, it's it's not like he's better, but it's he's marginally better, and it's like you have to understand the game to know why Mance is better. It's just like you look at the commanders and look at the cards they have, and you go, that one's got that that's best. That's pretty much the best. That's their weakest card, and it's probably better, or at least equivalently good, as everyone else's strongest card. And then you look at the attachment and go, well, that's just good into the meta. It's good into the way that people play the game. And it's probably better than the other attachments are natively anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah. this has literally everything that you want. And it plays into the way that the game gets played out at the higher level. This is obviously the best pick. And it requires very little understanding of the game to realize that. And it's and annoying. <laughs> for for me personally, I I feel a little bit like uh, like wrapped up, you know. When when I'm playing Free Folk, I I mean, I've, I, it was my first my first uh, army I ever bought. 
uh, I painted every single model and then I only used men's since 1.6, I think. And then it was like, well, <laughs> it's free folk. You can't pick neutrals, so no ruse, which I uh, very much love, and no Ramsey, no neutral commanders. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, there will be a hero's box too, right? Yeah. Anytime soon. And then the hero's box too came and it was, well, Mac, <laughs> what do I do now? And I'm back to man's. So now I'm waiting for Heroes Box 3 and hope that there will be some commanders that I can use because Free Folk can be so versatile. They have so cool playstyles, but you're cut down to mans. But the thing is, so like, you can't sit here and hope for the next Hero Box because we've been reliably shown that the next Hero Box, whether it's two, I mean, like, the Mag one is specific, it's only one. But whether you're talking about Heroes Box 2 or Hero Box 3, we've seen again and again and again that you get one or two commanders, right? So you're desperately just hoping. You're not going to get a whole new range of options. You're just desperately hoping that you've got two new busted commanders. Basically, yeah. Right. Because nothing's going to bring the other commanders up to that level unless there's a rebalance. And Mance should be nerfed. Because it's significantly easier than bringing everything else up. And also, if you look at what Mance has, any other faction would take him in a heartbeat. Um, he would be one of the best commanders in every faction. Yeah. The best... Just in the same way that we discussed about Offal. You know, like... So, if you actually want to make a direct comparison, I do think one of the best comparisons out there to make is Asher. Because Asher is in a faction which is kind of functionally the same. Uh, in a lot of ways um she brings the five morale rub bubble she has mm -hmm. those kind of ideas but then you look at asha's cards and you're like yeah no. they're okay they're not yeah i'm not gonna tell yeah. everyone about asha's cards you look at mance's cards and quite literally wildling diplomacy alone was for all of about two hours meta defining um yeah it's still a very good card um his long plan card to draw a card is not amazing but it can be amazing if your opponent allows you to search for any card in your deck. That's busted. Um, it is amazing because it is a whole activation. Well, not long plan. You're thinking predictable maneuvers, which um, is a whole activation. Isn't isn't the long plan the one to search and then you pick up the endless sword and then you go? Oh, I mean, yes, you can do on that. <laughs> so you've got four cards that bring you almost immediately another activation and that yeah. makes it super busted well and um, and i think that was the reason why so many people were looking at asha when they were first um when they were yeah shown as as a card and everybody was like oh my god this is man's 2.0 yeah it has heal it has morale uh, five for everybody around it has so much to offer and and then people realized oh wait uh, we are missing something here and Mance has so much more to offer, while Asha has um, even when you look very at... hard to hit triggers. Yeah, and even when you just look at um, Stubborn Tenacity versus uh, Counter Strategy, I had to go and find out what... I had to go find out what Asha's secondary ability was, because oh, I don't give a fuck what it is. No. It's not useful. Um, whereas Mance is, you know, like, army-defining... Um, another bubble around which you can't make anything significant happen. Um, 
Yeah, like he just beat Sasha in every possible way. Yep. Um and so, you know, yeah, like Yeah. It's it I agree, it's like he's a problem. Um I don't know how you'd make him worse, because I think making him worse is hard what to do. What do you mean how do you make him worse? You make him worse. No, but as, as in like as it's hard to do without just fundamentally changing everything he does. Like you can't make his cards like less effective if you know what I mean. Like wildling diplomacy just needs to be not wildling diplomacy and me i don't know something like intrigue and substitute subterfuge maybe as a as a nerf if you want to keep it in the same vein um but like i've got nothing else to compare it to outside of that maybe ruse's two tokens i don't know um like predictable maneuvers is unique i have no idea how to make that worse um and long plan could be surprise strategy i guess so you could search a commander card the the neutral one as like a, a themes of the same card but lower power level, um, as so that's how I would change. Like if if I was to take existing cards and kind of like yeah, how would, they would, would work. Love, I would love to see um, Mans a notch down and the others a notch up because yeah. uh, if you just nerf, um, yeah, Mans, you you as a free folk player are just stuck with bad commanders. Then true, but we've just seen that like. You're not gonna get sweeping changes to a faction. No, we're no. talking like not as long as 2021 exists. Yeah. The other, the other significant problem with the nerfs that we saw, which is the actual, don't get me wrong, Mance is good. We actually directly saw nerfs to the other commanders as well with the changes that we saw. Um, Torment is now worse because his cards give vulnerable on the charge, which is exactly what Spearwives do anyway. So he's literally one more unit he doesn't combo with. He has Furious Charge. Used to put him in, in Spearwives. Now you probably don't put Torment in Spearwives. And that's fine. You're going to put him in something else. But it's functionally worse. Steer Commander. Uh, he has his quest card, which is widely regarded the worst quest card in the game. Does anybody here know what Steer's Commander quest card does? Nope. nope. And I have Free Folk. See, there you go. I know it, I know it perfectly. Because every time I look at it and go, God, that's still shit. When a unit dies, you get your token, and then every time that unit makes an attack, I think it's not even an attack, it might even be a charge, I can't remember, it might be an attack, you get to put a vulnerable on the unit. That's oh, wow. it. Like, it's not complete garbage, but compared to the other quest cards of its type, it's not exactly groundbreaking, especially in a faction that has Warcry, and Val to give out vulnerable, and now Spearwise to give out vulnerable. The one, then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it's actually statistically worse than the Brathian one, because at least the Brathian you get to choose the fucking token. And there's a secondary... Yeah, but there's a secondary effect as well, like one less from morale damage, right? Um, yeah. Like, it's just a bad ability. Um, so you're making these things worse, which weren't a problem. And I'm not going to say, oh, that's at the end of the world. I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but it just makes that Mance pick even more fucking obvious with these changes that are made. And that's what's so mm. annoying. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Anyway. Tonal unchanged, Roos unchanged. I think Roos is just a really powerful commander. Yeah. Uh, Vargo obviously unchanged. So obviously Roos and Vargo, by large majority, they just exist um, at the average of the faction. Um it's interesting that like we those so in the past those commanders didn't manage to ever achieve top ten status, but the the 
the Night's Watch faction was so dominant that basically, let's put it this way, as far as the stats are concerned, as far as the ELO is concerned, as far as all data analysis is concerned, you can agree or not agree. A generic Night's Watch list was the equivalent to the top tier of every other faction. Outside, outside of, of Mother of Dragons and Mance. They were the only two things mm. that had specific list builds which were better than average Night's Watch lists. Yeah. And also we had the Othel thing, who was, I'm not an average Night's Watch, I'm <laughs> Night's Watch on steroids. So this is why it's interesting to find out with Othel gone, how powerful are Night's Watch and who is the most powerful Night's Watch commander now? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I... Roos, maybe. I mean, Roos is one of the most powerful commanders in the game. We've talked about Roos at length uh, at times, and he is very, very powerful. Um, I do think that Bruce will lose some value because Tycho's not around anymore and he used to shit all over Tycho. Um, yeah. But uh, I tell you where, Bruce, for what it's worth, Carlo, do you want to make Lancers feel even worse? You know your Knights well, of Cassidy yeah. rock bus type thing where people are like, oh, take Knights of Cassidy rock and set it all up with Tywin NCU. No. You can't even set it with Tywin NCU. He shits all over Tywin NCU. So, like, true. If but... if 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 that build, if the Tywin NCU Knights of Castle Rock build is the one savior that Lannister have, people will just be like, "I'll run this pretty good commander then, and it won't do anything," and you'll cry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, Bruce is very good. Um, John basically goes unchanged as well. Um. Yeah, John, John. Well, John did get nerfed. Yeah, with, slightly. With his watch for the watch yeah. nerf, uh, is not nothing. No. Um, Paul Drogo nerfed by proxy of Blood Riders, which I think that I don't I, I don't agree with as a as a change. He's just back to being inflated men. And I don't think his uh, rating's going to change at all because of that. I I think he's just going to yeah. stay where he is, but with new. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised actually that Queen of Marine was considered number two, um, number two in 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 the targs because the value of counterplot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, should we look at the bottom? Yeah. Should we go from bottom to top or top of the bottom down? Uh, great John, what do great? The worst. Yeah, worst is the, the worst. worst. This is the worst. So great John. Uh, well, Roderick is the worst in the game. Unchanged. Himself so is great. So, so, so is Roderick. I guess I guess Roderick has a little bit of a benefit in that Sworn Swords are better. Like by definition, making your five point unit better in your faction is going to make any commander in that faction probably better. Um, so I do think Roderick will come up, but I don't see him surpassing the others. I don't see any more synergies or different synergies that Roderick now has over the others. Jesse says those. he has Bruce's best card. I can't even think what his cards are. Does he? Does he mean has no secrets? Because that is the best card. No, he has a flame man has no secrets, but sad version. 
he has a flame man has some secrets <laughs> um because he has uh where is it combat prowess combat prowess expend a token from that enemy if you do cancel the effects of the ability or tactics card what's different the long range uh so it has to be on that exact unit, whereas a flayed man has no secrets is any unit in long range. Yes. Okay, yeah, that is super significant because you can play, you can target something with impunity as long as you know it doesn't have a target. It doesn't have a target, and it's only an enemy. Yeah. Doesn't long doesn't flayed man has no secrets also stop things being targeted against your own unit? I think so. I'll just read it quickly. Uh, when a unit is targeted by an enemy ability or tactics card. That's Jesse, that's not the same card. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. That's why I said it's, it's a Flayed Man has some secrets, right? <laughs> no. No, not accepting that. A no, I'm not taking that. A Flayed Man, a flayed man has quite a few secrets. <laughs> <laughs> you, made, you made me question a few things. Like, oh my God, has everybody overlooked Roderick? I've never really seen him played that much. What's going on here? And then, no, that, that's not the same card. One of them blocks every offensive ability in the entire game as long as you have a token somewhere relatively close to that unit. The other one says, I can push through one, I can like block one ability on your unit as long as I have a token on that exact unit. Yeah. Pretty sad comparison. Um, He's shit. Vargo hoped neutral. It is not a surprise to see a neutral commander in the bottom 10. In fact, they probably should all be here. And it just shows you how good... Ro it should. I mean, this is mental, right? It shows you how good Roos is that he's not in the bottom 10. He's able to somewhat carry the shit shitness that is neutrals. Um, but yeah, uh, Vargo's shite. Yeah. And I, I, if anyone's bad. listening to this like later on, or everyone thinks I'm being absolute with my statement there, yes, I am. He's shit. <laughs> um, he's a poor man's who 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 is just one place above him. Yep. I, I remember when everybody was uh, showcasing Vargo was like, "Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> he can do something with a weekend." He can is... eliminate attachments, and then yeah, he, he kind of probably is okay in some some armies, right? But it's the armies that are carrying him, not him who's carrying the armies. I right. I was super hyped to play him, just to realize, nope, that's not it. <laughs> um, and in neutrals, it's just sad. Uh, Tywin. I am still confused. Tywin, Tywin has anti-synergies with himself. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, he has like, anti-synergies. The same problem that loads of commanders have. His own cards overlap with his own trigger, overlap with like the units that he wants to be in. It just doesn't work. No. I like uh, that he brought okay. Lannister Supremacy. But then you're like, so I'll stick him in helps? Or red cloaks? Because I'm not going to put them in guard. That's pointless. And you're like, oh, but now I'm putting a six-point unit. Oh my god, he can't now cap a point all the time. And it's like, maybe Tywin got better with the changes, right? And this is the bit that really fucking pisses me off, because it's like, ah, Tywin got better with the changes, so I'll put him in red cloaks. And then you're like, ah, issue commands, I can give a, my activation to, oh, wait, hang on, that means my red cloaks don't do their thing. And yeah. it's like, ah! Yeah, it's just not a nice package. 
And Tywin doesn't was, work. It just yeah, it just, just doesn't not, work. He just doesn't do as much as you think he should do. Yeah. Um, there's a card as well that he has that only remains on when you got weakened, and comes off the moment yeah. you unweaken yourself as well, yeah. which just kind of feels bad. So. Um, we can resolve or something like that. Yeah. Rob, uh, up at number 77, fourth worst. I've always debated this. I always thought Rob was better than this. Because he... Rob unlocked eight activation Starks a little bit for them. It made eight to eight activation Starks a little bit more viable. Um, he just doesn't bring anything that's that impactful. No. no. Um, Dario, neutrals, he's bad. Joffrey's bad. Andrew is bad. Can now go and play in King's Men or Queen's Men. Possible buff. Maybe. I don't know. Eddard, his honor guard are all right. Though I don't know if they're as good as I thought they were. I kind of looked at their abilities. I mean, they're all right. They're, 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 they're a good six point unit. The thing, the, the big thing with Eddard is not his honor guard, right? It's the fact that he can just go and charge and attack and charge and attack. With Fury of the Fallen. Yeah, he's got great cards. And he might uh, see better use now that his NCU is, uh, you know, a bit of a bit of a rough deal at six. Not saying not saying it wasn't necessary, Still, but... he saw an improvement. Like, all the Stark stuff has seen an improvement, so it's good. The actual annoying thing here is, I think, across the board, Tywin, maybe the Knights of Cassie Rock change is good enough, I'm not convinced. Tywin's not seen a buff. Joffrey hasn't seen a buff. The neutrals haven't seen buffs. The Starks haven't. It's Starks made up the predominant. I think they've got five of the worst ten. Starks mm -hmm. have seen a buff overall. That's a positive thing. Andrew has seen a, a buff of sorts as well, so that's good. Uh, Great John made it into the, the the best of the worst ten. And um, I'm... I'm... I'm going to say something crazy. I think there's a 6-2 Stark build A activations, which is really dangerous. I think Red John will highly increase now. Yeah. I've seen some Stark games in the last couple of days, um, which I absolutely love to see the community being so active uh, in Discord, playing games over and over and over and over. I, mm -hmm. I saw people sitting with their team members in the channels, plotting, playing games, coming together again. And I've seen some serious great channel lists, which I would be really afraid to face as um, Prefog or Greyjoy player. Really, really serious. He has some great potential, and with the uh, current buff nerfs, um, I think he can see some play. No? Yep. I, I think that he's definitely in nearly all, pa all, all pairings. You know, like, I think that he's one of the strongest things. Um... I, I'm going to throw out there. I, outside of, like, the likes of something like Mance and any other hidden commanders that might make it to the top, although I don't think there's that going to be that many hidden commanders. Um, the likes of Jor, maybe, or, or, you know, John. I think Great John might make the top 10. As mental as it sounds, like, go from bottom 10 to top 10 with the update oh, yeah. he's had. I was more about the top 20, but uh, I could definitely see him 
see him uh, rise up to the plus side at least <laughs> and gain some some points there. So, yeah. I just have no desire to see Great John Golden Bastard Girls on the other side of the board from me. Because if those <laughs> if those strike you with the new cars and things like that, it's just like I don't see many lists or many units in the game. Once some of the other start cards come down, like I don't see many units in the game surviving that. <laughs> um, no. Well, we see. We see how it pans out. You know, like um, overall, I think that, I think that the balance patch is a a positive step forward. Like yeah. a significantly positive step forward. Uh, I do actually like the amount that changed. Yep. I like the things that they've changed. When we look through the things that got uh, well, when we look through the top performers. On the site, they by majority got nerfed. There are definitely some things that got overlooked. When we look at the bottom performers, they by majority got well, no, like some of them got buffed. I think half, right? Like it's harder to measure what is the worst thing in the game because, like, it's a combination of is it the things that are losing or is it the things that nobody's even picking in the first place? Yeah. Whereas the best things in the game are actually quite easy to measure because everybody gravitates towards them and then plays them loads and then you get loads of information about them and you see that they're really performing really, really well. The, the, the best so, example for us, right, it, is people aren't sure, Lance the Halberdiers are a good example of a unit that probably isn't as bad as its rating would suggest overall. It's just it was comparatively worse and it got picked a lot and it lost a lot. But it's probably not worse than what Zorse Riders were. Zorse Riders were probably total garbage. But you never saw mm. them, so it didn't matter. Um, it, as an example. Um, but yeah. I think outside of... Um, outside of like that as changes, there are actually some um, more... Like We haven't really talked about it. There are some more fundamental changes to the game. And I'm actually talking about in terms of balance. There is a seismic shift, at least in Awful Night's Watch, yeah. away from the gun line mentality. Yep. Right? And I think that's very, very positive. There is a noticeable shift with Lance Cavalry towards being able to make meaningful charge damage again. Yep. Um, there's also a move away from the most prolific sustain healing that some factions had specifically again night's watch but like it's not you know the taiko taiko change change affects everybody um and i think that they're all positive things right like there is a very subtle balance between whether or not it's worth using cavalry worth using melee units worth using um ranged units and like awful ranged units were denying the existence of so many things at once yeah um also mother of dragons was denying the point of existing as a heavy armor unit yeah and 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 her nerf you know really makes it worthwhile being a two plus armor save champion of the stag again are you worth eight points questionable but you're worth having two plus armor. You know, you're worth being a warden or a guardsman with three plus armor again, because you're not just gonna be auto wounded by Mother of Dragons and auto lose to Mother of Dragons. I think that's a subtle change. 
I actually think that the massive rise in Lance Cavalry combined with the move of all light cavalry down to six is a really interesting dynamic that I wanted to see play out. I think that the inclusion of, if you're not including Lance Cavalry, I think lots of people should be looking at including at least one light cavalry. If you don't like your own light cavalry, then consider picking up Zorses. Because I think that it's very, very important to try and utilize them to tie down Lance Cavalry. Because I think that Lance Cavalry are actually very, very dangerous right now. Uh, we'll see just how dangerous. But I think that if you can bring a six-point unit, and you're not going to win the fight long-term, although Lance Cavalry don't generically don't have amazing like non-charge abilities, but they probably still beat you. Like They've still got three of armor save and good morale and stuff. Like that, right? But if you can use your six-plus light cavalry just to engage and tie up Lance Cavalry, then I think that you'll be able to win elsewhere rather than the Lance Cavalry just having a field day and smashing into you left, right, and center. And I think that that'll be a really... That's actually thematically, and whether or not it really plays out, it's, it's a dynamic that I want to see and I want to see happen and want to test and I want to see how lists play out. But Lance Cavalry feels like it does what it should. And Light Cavalry feels like it does what it should, which is be annoying. Mm -hmm. um, well, so I think that's all really, really more subtle changes yeah. under the current. And uh, and I'm feeling pretty pretty positive. Pretty positive. Especially I... ever, since, ever since, you know, we, we the only thing that I lost my shit about last week was that NCU no pass ability. Um, and that's gone. Yep. Yep. I do think that the game has shifted ever so slightly with the lack of ability in most cases to recover from an alpha strike that's been quite large. Uh, specifically, you know, Tycho doesn't exist, basically. I do think alpha strike is going to become more important because I think being able to take someone down to one rank or take someone down low is going to be very impactful, especially if they don't have much that keeps them around on one rank hitting hard back. Uh, that's a very 1.6 mentality, um, which some people here may not have played as much. But 1.6, it was like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to smash you. And I might not kill you, but you're not going to do anything impactful back, so I don't care. Um, I can see that mentality coming back. It's going to be interesting because I think things like Hardened are going to be frustrating still. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up... Putting... I definitely think Hardened has absolutely been overlooked. Yes. You're going to put things on low health quickly now, but then I think they're going to be really hard to shift off that low rank, unless you come in with like a second powerful charge, which is where I think if you can, you know, if you can have multiple high alpha strike damage lists multiple threats which is again what we saw in 1.6 it starts to become a very kind of i'm going to come and smash you and carlo's right in that you're actually having to run units that effectively run point where it's like yeah you'll smash me with one but i might be able to sustain that one smash while i deal and like tie up the other smashing one because you can't do both um I'm still of the opinion yet, as Charles says in chat there, that Tycho will be still make lists because I think 
that if this smashing type meta evolves, I think people will try and find a point to put Tycho in. Just to make their units do anything. Two free players. Yeah. Worrying about the things that they're not allowed to pick, as usual. That's ah, alright. I play other factions as well, Carlo. Hey, let's just check. Oh, yeah. I've got a Sprachian badge. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that Tycho's going to see play. Um, I don't think he'll see as much play, obviously, but, you know. Uh, Varys as well might see more play at five. I do think there's there's a lot of credence in Varys. Um, don't know if he's yeah, going to Var- Varys were just pushed out by Tycho. Yeah. I think Varys is better than Tycho. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I do agree. It's Which is why Tycho I'm actually not saying, oh, Tycho's still going to be everywhere. Take, take Varys. I think Tycho's going to be in there for that specific reason, rather than Varys. I know it's going to sound mental. At the top end, it won't see any change. I think people are going to get less value out of Varus at the bottom end because I think people are going to run to NCUs more often. Um, even though I don't think that's good. But I think people will do it more often and therefore Varus will not just not be as impactful um, because you won't do as much on a key turn or something like that. Um, but yeah. The slower game. Haven't talked about that much. Hmm. I've noticed it. I have very much noticed the slower game. You have to play one more round, basically in any given situation that you used to be in. It means that there's more fighting. Yeah. I don't think it changes the game. And by that I I mean... Well, by that I mean I think... Maybe. Maybe it does change it. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong, perhaps. But the game is very snowball anyway. And I think people that go out there with the impression to kind of create that snowball, just it takes them longer to kind of win the game, rather than it taking them, like, this sustained thing where they have to sustain out, like, style. Like, if we saw, like, the poor fellow Warrior Sun style stuff, where it's kind of like, I'm just going to sustain out the game after controlling the points. I think that style has probably been hurt. Which, yeah, I mean, you have to go into a game now no, with the intention to fight. Yes, you do. You do a hundred percent. Previously, at least some of the game modes, yeah. you know, at least I'd say maybe a third of the game modes, you could go in with the intention to not fight at all. Yes, it's just my only intention is to get there first and then not die. I actually just don't care how much damage I do to you as long as I'm there first and I have hold of the token. I don't intend to score 1 VP by killing any of your units. I intend to score 10 VPs by holding objectives. I agree. 100% that style and is now, gone. Now you have to go into the game with intentions to win the fights in certain areas of the battlefield. And I don't just mean lose slowly. I mean win the fights. I will say this, though. That I think that the vast majority of stuff in the game the specifically like the one thing that nobody could really fight has gone. Like no one could really fight Othel. That's mm-hmm. gone away. So as a result, actually everything that's left, like anything, is fightable. Maybe outside John, we'll see. Um but he's out of a nerf to his activation, right? So activation limits. So mm-hmm. everything becomes a little bit more fightable because of those changes. 
and I think that that's enough. Like, I do agree the sustain builds won't be as good, but I think people don't have to run the sustain builds anymore. I think they can run builds that fight because they don't have to try and sustain anymore. Um, you know, maybe. I don't know. That would be my thing, I guess. Um, yeah, it's a lot of changes. It's a lot to go on. We've been on this for two and a half hours. Should we move on? Probably. Sure. Why did, yeah. did Lockerbie turn up anyway? Oh, because we got to go. You don't know about this, do you? Because I didn't tell you. Maybe. I do know about okay. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember if I even told you. Right, we'll do a little bit of an interlude, as is always the case. Uh, you know, and by the way, shout out to Wands. Uh, Wands does an absolutely solid job of doing timestamps for us that I then just copy and paste into the description, give me the chapters and things like that. It makes my job about a billion times easier because I don't have to listen to our shit back. Um, so thanks a lot, ones. Uh, but we'll move on to the next interlude. We haven't done one just, in a while. Just one quick thing before we move on. Go on. Without looking at it, the current top 10 rated units. So these were all nuked at the start of the edition. What has rushed to the top 10? How many can you guess? Mickey, uh, don't look at it. I can see looking. you clicking on your computer. No, no, no I'm not looking. <laughs> not looking. Um, I would... Straight away, say. I can tell. You, I'll, t I'll give you. I give can you I, a hint. Uh, oh no, I'll tell you. Seven of the top ten are one faction. Is it free folk? I'm not. Is no. it raiders? Raiders are number one. Yep, raiders are definitely going to be number one. Um, because the thing is, it's only games that have been played. Since... Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Just give me, give me some, give me some things. Spearwives. No. Chariots. No. Knights of Castle in Rock. No. <laughs> uh, Swarm Brothers. No. Scorpions. <laughs> Watch captains. No. They're all Stark units. Stark. Stark. Oh. Caitlin. Oh, all, the, all the berserkers. Oh, Great yeah. John. Oh my God. Edard's honor guard. Edard himself. Yeah. Gone Stark. Okay. Ooh. I mean, I didn't. I, the problem Here is. It's something that I did not predict. Yeah. Master Warden, number six. What? Yeah. One point attachment with hold the line, or whatever the hell that ability is called now. Yeah. Hold the line. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many. The thing is, like, in nice, it's nice to try and guess these things. It would be loved to know how many games have been played, because I bet you any money you like, the number of start games is quite high. Um, because of the changes to Starks, whereas if you to talk about like obviously neutrals is going to be really low. Brathians, I, I imagine there's actually quite a like limited number of targ games. There hasn't been that many targ games over. Yeah, like, people won't be excited for the factions that didn't change significantly. Yeah. So they won't have rushed out and played. There probably aren't that many Nights Watch games in the same kind of vein as well. So yeah, um, I mean it's just it's just early it's... early things. I wondered what people would guess and whether or not it'd match up. I guess. Yeah, Raiders were always going to go to the top, just because they also have so many of them in a list, which means when they win, they win a lot of points. Um, Can you guess any of the bottom top ten? Bottom ten? Lannister stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, is it going to be Knights of Cassie Rock? Because they've no. had a lot of games. No. Fawn Watch. Lightbringers. Lightbringers. Lightbringers are in there. Yeah. Um, the Wardens make it in? The Wardens... Still struggling? No, warden, wardens, wardens with the with the thingy were were up there. I think they were thirteenth. All oh, right, cool. Stonecrow archers. 
Storm Crow. I don't think they've played enough. You'll never believe this. Tycho and Astorius. Yeah, okay. Tycho and Astorius. Top 10. Lannisport City Watch. Oh, Drogon. City Watch. I've seen a lot of play. That's true. Drogon, bottom 10. Yeah. Illyrium Apathis. High Sparrow. Lightbringers. Dragonstone Noble. Again, he's back down there. Again, two units of, but not winning games. Red Cloak. This one is... We'll see. Conscripts? Ironborn Bowman. Ironborn Bowman, okay. Oh. Hedge Knights. Hedge Knights? That's our current early, early days bottom 10. I think those still change a lot somehow. Yeah. So, when everybody says not enough data, this is what we mean by not enough data. In one month's time, these will settle out and we'll already have the answer, and that won't be not enough data, guys. Yeah. That will be enough data. Nah, <laughs> just just stick to that and buff Ironborn Bowman a little bit, I think. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three points, points right? <laughs> three, points. three points with adaptive. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems fair. I think then I would play the Reavers, uh, the, the Reaver Captains. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anders, uh, a Lightbringer's not good. It's not a question of whether Lightbringers aren't good. Lightbringers are good. It's a question of the way that you run Stanislide lists. Like, the straightaway problem you've got to reach eight is it probably means you're including one or two Dragonstone Nobles. And Dragonstone Nobles aren't bad, but they are very limited in their ability to succeed. They they are a liability to some stuff in the game. they like they're just a liability um and then it leaves you with only three real combat units and two kind of liabilities against some stuff like that's the problem like the builds that stannis side stuff brings with lightbringers are just not that they're not good carlo knows all about it um We'll see. We'll see. I'm exploring. I'm exploring Baratheons with uh, hope in my heart. Tell you what. Tell you what. I'm gonna say this is mental. Just as a last bit before the interlude, I like Thens. Yeah. Hold the you line. Like Hold the line. It's yeah, fucking no, great. We can't go off on the fucking anecdote that is uh, Mickey absolutely kicking the shit out of me with Thens. <laughs> uh, Mickey kicked the shit out of me with Thens. Oh, you're not the only one. <laughs> it did not. It did, just a, it. It involved hold the line. It did not involve no, horn. No, 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 no. Talk shit. Taunt is still not a good ability. <laughs> you know hold what? The line might be quite a good ability. Whoa, Carlo! I used taunt against Chris on Sunday. Right? I used taunt on Chris on his unsullied swordmasters, and guess what? He passed, and he still charged me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking peach. God, it's such a pointless ability. Um. Yeah, no, hold the line though is legit. Um, anyway, interlude. How about, uh, how about these lists then, Loki? How about, we'll get there. How about your team tournament? We'll get there. We've got something first. <laughs> we haven't done one in a while. Five and a half. Cool mini or not? Cool mini or not? Peter's hedge knight. Ooh. Not just one hedge knight, two hedge knights. Oh. Nice. The, is uh, that freehand on the. No, I believe they're transfers, and I, I believe that he did say where they came from. The transfers okay. are really, really nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they they really. He's done them well as well, so they're really impressive. Oh, nice. 
yeah, I, I like this guy. I do. I do like uh, the boar. I, I like the boar. Yeah, the boar. Is it boar? Wolf the boar has real character to it. It's almost like because it's like not a good picture of a boar, if you get what I mean. Like it almost looks like that guy. <laughs> Always looks like that guy did paint that boar <laughs> on his own shield. Like, the, the, well, the, the cartoony style that you used to see medieval as well, like, yeah, like exactly. the cartoon dragon I mean. style. Actually, yeah. it, it looks not like our modern representation of heraldry, but the but like old school representation of heraldry. What are you going to give it? Yep. Big fat zero. Lock zero A-OK. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I really like the decals on, on the shield and stuff. I'm not a, too much of a fan of um, of the blood effects. I think they can up uh, the, the general picture, but yeah, the Hedge Knight itself is really nice. Mm -hmm. Really yeah, he's nice. He's quite heavy on the gore, isn't he? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, strong zeros out of 10. Well done to, uh, to Peter there. Uh, remember to send me a picture. If you want anything rated 0 out of 10 or higher, it has been known for Carlo to maybe move beyond the number 0. Uh, not for rating minis, but, you know, other stuff. We'll see. <laughs> right then, lists. We have got a shit ton. Oh, are, yeah. are they all updated on stats as well or not? Car um, um, I know. Don't I mean, they all exist on stats. You yeah, can go and find the list. They all so, exist on stats. I don't so, know if so, have uploaded them. Let me tell you about how you put uh, lists together that should be manually given to you. <laughs> there are some stories I can tell you because, um, yeah. Trust some me. are handwritten. Some are photos. <laughs> some are just <laughs> sent in any format given. <laughs> And I am, I am the guy who wanted to run the tournament and trying to make it look like, at least, <laughs> sorted. I don't know why you didn't just lock the event and make everyone just do it off there and say if you want to see people's lists, go to the fucking tournament screen. You are insane. <laughs> the amount of effort. Um, trust me, yeah, I've gone to this but... effort before, and if anyone's watching, it is not worth it. Me and Carlo spent five or six hours. <laughs> copying lists from stats into a format like this for the first NRG event, and it is not worth the time and effort. <laughs> Dear God, yeah, but, but But most most of the people are really nice, and uh, I requested some people to please do it on the builder and send it again or something like that, because I didn't want to read the lists or to see pictures of the lists and stuff, but but... I have to compliment the community. Um, we are currently looking at 11 teams, which is kind of a little bit of unfortunate because we are now 11 teams. And that means we'll there well. will be... Yeah, 12 would be best. Um, or 10, so each round can be played. Um, <laughs> Shut off one team, just go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, everybody was... Uh, close to the deadline uh, I set the deadline so when the deadline ended I was sleeping anyway so the next 8 hours was some kind of well the time between and every single team managed to send in the lists at time so I could put them together to uh, this morning and this afternoon um, and I gotta say people were 
testing a lot. Some people asked over and over again when the deadline is because they wanted to test more and more and more. And then there was a last last minute change uh, just before uh, after I send you the list um, from from one uh, list. But it's uh, it was great effort and people are really motivated to get into the game again. Um, I'm super happy to see so many people lining up, um, organizing themselves in teams because. A team event is always something special, um, mm-hmm. also for me. Um, when Corona hit, um, I was I was qualified for the WTC for Guild Ball before it was killed, um, right. and so <laughs> so team events are, are are a really special thing for me, and I think it brings the spirit that uh, both of you mentions over and over again um, that people yeah socialize at events. Um, yeah. I think you mentioned that. Um, yeah, regularly. Um, they, they, those team events bring them together even, even more, I guess. Um, and that's why I love this kind of format, and that's why I chose the uh, three people teams, because <laughs> you will have a decision at the end. I don't think there will be a real draw in any given time, uh, because there are so many um, tiebreakers, mm-hmm. and you can strategize you can test together you can plan together you can plot together you can do so much um and i think it is in some kind a deeper experience of the game and of the community when you have to play in a team and yeah i think it just feels great and if it is possible maybe in the future if the restrictions are lifted Maybe there will be an opportunity to do that in person. Yeah, I have. To I say, would love to see it. Yeah, I have to say, like, from my experience of team events on TTS, um, I like the idea more than I've liked perhaps some implementation of it in the past. Um, I think when we first saw team events hit TTS, it was uh, it was a good thing. It was really good. Like, it wasn't become talking about list so much or testing lists as much but it was it was a way to just get to know people in the community but also play games but you know it, it, it was a team event but you were just playing solo in a team event uh, as they evolved it became really more about less being in the team and more about the team being a structure around you and I, like we've told you the stories and things of what happened yeah um and i think that ceased to become certainly at the competitive players and the competitive elements of the game it ceased to become about the team in the way that made a team event good and it started to show the negatives of what a team event could be um and that was a big shame i think it would have been much better if it was in person at that point um i think this is going to be much better anyway because of the style and the way that it's going to be played um but yeah i uh, i do think team events are much better to run in person I think they have become much more of a team event in that circumstance. You're talking about like a lot of preamble to each round, and I think that's going to be good. Yeah, um, but but I was absolutely overwhelmed by mm-hmm. eleven teams, international attendance, and I was <laughs> I was talking to Carlo uh, in the first week when I announced this, and I was like, "Yeah, well." If there are four teams, I mean that's okay because I played yeah, three rounds. I mean, you're setting the bar a bit low there, mate. Yeah, you know I mean, like he was like, I'd be really happy with four. I was like, <laughs> you? 
<laughs> so, I mean, no, that would be a three-round tournament, right? <laughs> yeah. 11, that's 33. I think even some teams might do have a fourth, right? So we are maybe talking more like 35. Uh, we are talking... Uh, I have to play one game in the last week, so we're talking with me, counted, uh, 35 players. 35, there we go. Yeah, I mean, that would be a big event anywhere else in the world. So, you know, that's uh, it's really interesting to see it go down as a team event. Um, is this is this doc going to be available? Are you going to share this, I assume? Uh, outside, uh, of the- yeah, sure, it will be available in the channel as soon as we are going through. And we will, I, I don't know if, if the time will be left, but maybe we can also do the um, uh, the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe Carlo will be the, the lucky fairy and draw the numbers. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to draw them live. Uh, if you 11 teams, right? Have you got a list of names yeah. quickly? Oh, no, I'll work it out. I'll try uh, and get something it's, set up on screen. It's every, I, I set everything up. I can send you to oh, the document. You've even set everything up. Oh, what a legend. Right, go on then. Right. Let's have a quick, should we have a quick look at these lists? Should we see what we got? We got yeah, uh, it's it's super versatile. Let's let's go through them. Let's go the Baratheons. That's our first three-way pick. Interesting, yeah. This guy is running a six activation, was specifically three combat unit list with Unsullied Officer making up the seventh activation in the list. Um, Hago has... won't die? No, he got that removed. They removed that because they said it was too strong. He has... What does Hago have now? Anybody oh, know well, what Hago has? Uh, I'll tell you in a Drogo, Drogo Grey Worm. I'm really interested in Grey Worm myself. I think that Battle Endurance might have real play as the game goes longer. I tried Elden myself um, just last weekend, last Friday, because I just wanted to see how Battle Endurance felt, and it felt pretty good. We, we made it into like the fifth yeah. round game and that's a lot of stacked cards and there's no way to remove that without removing the unit. You have to say uh, that. It, yeah, fueled by slaughter. That's it. Uh, you have to say that that was a Brathian mirror, which uh, <laughs> is always going to go long <laughs> because beating metal against metal. Uh, but, but I like, agree. Balladurance is good. I played him into Loris and yeah. like, I didn't feel like I was the worst commander and Loris is a very good commander. Balladurance um, is a very Worm, good card. I'd be really interested if Grey Worm is the number two to Drogo, yeah. uh, or whether or not it might be Queen of Marine or something. But overall, yeah, I'd be interested in those lists. Yeah. Also interesting to see Sarojo and Daxus in both lists, because I think he has play, um, yeah. even though it was pretty pretty underrated. But I like Saro, and I think he he really has play. We'll see. Yeah, in a, in a Tycho-less world, or a five-point Tycho world, yeah, you start to look at the the other four point options within your own faction, and uh, they might they might come through as your third pick. Yeah, yeah. With Tycho on four, no, but in this way, I'm I'm not so convinced myself with Zaro. I feel like he wants to be good, but you can just never quite make him work. Um, he was there when I played against Targs over the weekend. He was the the NCU I cared least about in terms of like the way it played out. What I was worried about. Ah, so. Here we go. Baylor Black Tide. Yeah, it's a great joy set. And we've got uh, an 8 activation, obviously, with uh, Victorian, Virulentless, and a 9 activation list um, on the Euron. I think Euron, like, I'm going to straight say this I think Euron is probably an equivalently powerful commander to Mance, maybe slightly lower because he doesn't have the morale bubble and something else. But he's like 
he is really up there. I think he's one of the best commanders in the game. Um, I've been saying yeah. this for a long mm. time. So, so Discord's just being able to turn. Uh, I don't see it myself. I don't see it myself. Really? I see, I see, I see Baylor and Dagmar. I mean, Baylor's really. Um, good. I think Baylor is one of the best. I think Euron's the best. I don't think. I haven't seen a way that Dag. I haven't spent time trying to build Dagmar lists, but I haven't seen anything when someone's run a Dagmar list. I've gone, that's really good. I always feel underwhelmed. Whereas Baylor, I, I've seen lists that work. Um, I've I've played Dagmar and Baylor, and I think Dagmar is pretty consistent. He can be pretty consistent. It, he's really dependent on the NCUs you pick, mm-hmm. um, because you have to you you have to go through your tactics deck. Yeah, um, I feel like he's a Roderick the Reader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. You have to pick him. Uh, and Wendemir to just draw cards and stuff. Um, whereas Urin, I have no luck with Urin. I don't know why, but every time I try to do something like so Discord and stuff, my opponent always, um, yeah, he just he just passes. And maybe maybe I need more practice with him, but I'm not the Urin player I thought I would be. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the cliff top. It's fine to admit that sometimes, like, it's just not my jam. It's not my jam. Yeah. I will say, Euron is the list of choice for Bolton Skincare. Uh, You know, and he's what he got him to uh, first in the world at one point was running his Euron list consistently. Um, I do think Euron is very strong. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm more of a Balon guy. Um, I played Balon a lot. Yeah. But I'm I I can't get a hold of urine. Maybe someone can teach me a little bit of urine. Maybe check out, I can honestly, check out them. Chris's Sunday Slot stuff. Yeah, um, is the best one probably to go watch. But Baylor, yeah, Baylor's like we spoke about Baylor and Dagmar being strong. I think Baylor, Baylor wins yeah. it out. I think just on he's Barras, so Barras, 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 Elden Axel. Nice, nice picks. I like that. Maybe not the Stagnites, but you know, go for it. <laughs> want to absolutely double down on this game taking forever then you know axel stagnates why not yeah uh, this is the list i would fear with axel uh, in stags i would have put him in queen's men axel yeah. florent and queen's men is the other thing that i want to try i want to try i i've, I've given ergo to um andrew, andrew in king's men didn't quite work out uh, i do think that he has more play but the thing i want to try is axel in queens um. Yeah, I, I'm not 100 on board with those lists. To be honest, they aren't what I'm putting together for Barras. But I'll be interested to see how far he goes. I have to throw this one out there because Carlo hates me for anything anyway. But uh, Davos in a list, Carlo. Do you know what Davos does? <laughs> Clearly not, because I didn't use him all game. Despite yeah. failing multiple charges, I never once remembered to re-roll one of them. Literally didn't use a single token. <laughs> I I didn't realize that Davos had an ability. Like I'd forgotten that Davos had an ability. And then at one point, I was like, I looked over and there was a load of order tokens. And Carlo looked over and he kind of went, he just had, like face palmed and went, fuck. <laughs> um, it was pretty grim. But hey, it happens. We all forget. Bad, you bad. What can I say? Yeah. Sometimes it's not your night. Sometimes it's not. Um. Cool, we've got Sir Jacob Glace, which is coming, and Mikel, a bunch of people that no one knows of. Uh, certainly not very well known around here. You, you, can, also, you can also scroll a bit, little bit up. Okay. Uh, you can also... I, I aligned everything so we have the team name, then you got the three names of the players, and corresponding the factions. Yeah. So 
You know what? Start at Dodge Greyjoy. I think that I would... Mm, Nearly. I could agree that that might be the power three. Like, maybe. I I think Free Folk pushes maybe one of them out. I just don't know which one. You wish. <laughs> Fair. Hey, Free Folk on power three. I uh, can't be playing an OP faction. Good good stuff. Carlos said it here first. Um, right. Nah, Free Folk and Targ so, so Free Folk and Targ are, Targ are obviously very much in the conversation too. Yeah. I don't believe that Barrows are in the conversation myself. No. I don't think they're far behind. But I don't think realistically they make top three right now. Yeah. Oh, shaky, shaky dark. Um, Ooh. I think I played against these lists. So yeah, I played against these uh, lists from uh, Sir Jacob Glace. Uh, it's an Eddard list with Outriders. Um, had a conversation with him about the moment she bears with Rickon. Like you, I think if you're going to run she bears, Rickon's the obvious attachment inside and like doubling down on the Warcry success. I'm just not as convinced by she bears as I was. Um, uh, I don't know. Me. Why? Well, just because, because of Warcry? Cheaper options now. Like, Starks just... and Swords do exactly the same job without Warcry, and you're paying one point for Warcry, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're paying one point for Warcry when I think there's better, more efficient things you can do. That's all. I think I think they're great lists. I yeah, I, I, I do think they're great uh, lists. Um, I think you will see the triplet there uh, of the NCUs a lot of times in Starks. Aya, absolutely monster currently. Caitlyn, yeah. super good with the current Starks. Yeah. Peter, so much versatility, and I think that is, as you said, Carlo. Um, the third choice for a lot of factions and I think yeah. this is a package an NCU package that has versatility, uh, super powerful um, activations and they can do a lot I, I think that this specific pairing of John Great John and Eddard will be the pairing. coming to a tournament near you like, you know, and, and probably the top table of a tournament near you. You know, like I'm not saying this thing's the new dominant force or anything, but you better be ready to fight this list. You better be ready to fight Hardened. You better be ready to fight something which can put out Tully Cavaliers that can explode units all at the same time. Or, you know, like you must be able to match them pair for pair. You have to be able to understand how you're going to take on this pair. I think that in the same way that you had to understand how you were going to take on Offal and how you were going to take on MOD, be considering this pairing going forward in this edition and nothing against Starks for that you know like they deserve to be back there uh yeah powerful lists i think i really like to see great john umber and bottom bastard girls because i think that combo fucking slaps <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah i think that that's a fine i don't know where you're gonna find two and i and i still you think drop, you have to drop the she bears uh, down to and rick on um down to stormcrow mercenaries which I, I still like think the Chivas are good um, because of the new Lance Cavalry. Yeah, doubles down. I mean, the thing is, you've got Dev Impact, haven't you? So, I mean, it's only two of them in the deck, but. Um, right. Cool. How about how about Winter is coming? That uh... was interesting. Nice one. I, <laughs> I promised Tom to go on this <laughs> because scroll down, scroll down. <laughs> there you go. Gilly. Three NCUs, but only with Gilly. So maybe Windrush Coming is going to be a 2.2 NCU list so, with Swan Brothers. Yeah, Cold so hands. can I ask, like, um, 
not to like just expose how this list will get battered or anything, but can I ask it, what is your ruling if if on turn one I just choose to pass with my NCUs, do you do activate Gilly and she dies? No. No. So you can, um, pass, you can pass with Gilly and she and yeah. she doesn't count as having activated. <laughs> Um, I, I I put together some of the FAQs and um, and the rulings and the intention here clearly is that Gilly should not die. But uh, I also included that uh, Relentless isn't affected by Gilly not being activated, Gilly. so you can't. Yeah. Pass, pass. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So you can't yeah. you can't just I'm... pause. And then say, "Oh, I activate Gilly." The, um, the we have no way... official ruling, so everything is made up from from me and from discussions. And and yeah. um, I'm super happy that people are so active in in the chat. And and Mickey is always there and uh, discussing with us. Um, it's the best I can do for you guys, and I hope you're happy with it. I mean, now we have a ruling. If it's the correct one, we will see. I don't know. <laughs> In my opinion, the way that you've got to kind of interpret the way that Gilly's supposed to work, if you want to balance out this idea that you can just keep passing and then eventually have a turn, is that she has a rule, which is start of a friendly turn. That start of friendly turn, Gilly has a rule, she doesn't activate. And then start of a friendly turn, once per game, you may remove Gilly does not activate from this card for the rest of this turn so you could then activate her that turn because that text no longer exists um that means i mean i actually don't know if Nash Leb is i actually don't know if he's trolling it's ruled as michael wrote it in the official forum what michael wrote was oh it wasn't supposed to say that but uh it i won't tell you what it says yeah he didn't actually give us that's not a ruling that's a you know that thing it says on the card? Not that. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, but so, um, so I hope I hope this is fine for everybody. Yeah, I think that this is an interesting list. I mean, it's seven yeah. activations, which is in no way actually seven activations because one of your NCUs might die, but you've got, you got two watch captains, so it's actually a nine activation, which is maybe not more like an eight it's, an, it's, a, it's six. a nine which is sort of like an eight but it can choose to be a nine <laughs> it's a six <laughs> it's a me. six pseudo eight slash nine <laughs> yeah um yeah we've really, it's absolutely you know, crazy what, we've really thrown what an activation is like way in the bin like we're talking about we're, we're so beyond what activation count means anymore uh but also super interesting it's just swarm brother spam right um, yeah. Then with cold hands, that also can keep coming back. So that's another thing of like, well, is my activation more than just an activation? Because I'm an activation that can respawn. I'm like, it, I, I, I'm an infinite activation. Not, I'm, I'm a one point one activation because when I die, I don't really die. Um, <laughs> very interesting. I'd be really. I, I love this list because of one reason. It screams in your face. I'm gonna go at you. Yeah. <laughs> this is no list that's that that wants to wait. This is I go in and let's see what happens. I I I think this list is very interesting because I mean it doesn't particularly I mean it's got aiming. Right, okay, so it's got aiming. 
there is there is that healing there but really it goes out to say if i hit you first and i hit you hard can you even hit me back yeah um yeah 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 super interested i will and say combined combined with a powerful john list you know like that's that's a good list the hunters yeah john john ranger hunters yep. definitely up there and the highest level i think it's super interesting that he doesn't take any relentless in this list but still achieves eight activations i guess this is a way to work around being scared well it's a list to play into the probable uh barry block that you expect to see a lot from the targaryens and you're like well i'm not going to give you a relentless to uh to deny me um so barry becomes a lot more of a waste barry's still a good pick but like barry versus relentless is um, a really good trade it's interesting though um it does mean that it's playing at eight not the nine that we're so commonly seeing with the old white knight's watch so it is playing a little bit more fair in that sense um mm -hmm. yeah no uh interesting lists uh awful probably... offal awful awful you might get a load of heat now that awful yeah 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 doesn't the arrows from above. Mm -hmm. um, Asher and Dagmar. That's an entirely different commander selection to... I still come back to the idea that I still think that Greyjoys have one of the most interesting selection of list builds. Most Absolutely. Select of commanders. And we maybe haven't even Dagmar, seen Baylor. Maybe Dagmar and um, Baylor Blacktide didn't turn into real dominant force that I thought that they would be. Particularly on the Dagma front, I still think that he should be amazing, and he is absolutely something that I will be playing when I move on to Greyjoys. Yeah, but he might not be quite what I think he is. I think um, Baylor. I think Baylor is that. what you think he is. I think people have cottoned on to it, and I think people are going to be running it a lot more. Um, I think Dagmar, as you say, though, is behind the curve of where we thought he might be. But that's because I don't think that the good coordination tactics style, knowledge paid and iron style plays have been revealed yet. In a sense of like they haven't worked out how the best way to get those things working is. But I do think that they are good. Um we see here 100% that we've got... Victorian pick rate so far. Yes, it is. Strangely enough. Um Yeah just just imagine we've seen four commanders now. Not a Victorian, not a Balon. Okay. So these still viable commanders, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's no, it's the opposite. It's the opposite opposite of free folk. You'll never see Victorian. People want to pick Victorian attachment, so they're not picking Victorian commander. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's the opposite of man's being the yeah. only one. <laughs> we see us an eight nine in this combo. Um, I think Dagmar's a pseudo ten, of course. With the, when you when you bring in coordination tactics, um, interesting choice here. Iron Makers before Silencemen. Yeah, um, there was a reason for that because I think he wants to Dagmar the Iron Makers to have um, the Sundering and Crit Blow and the Relentless to be able to absolutely go at somebody with uh, Dagmar in combat with the gang up um, to just. Get, pound something apart and i saw him play that against somebody i can't remember um and it does just fucking pound on shit um but yeah silence man with ramsey and reek yeah that's... when i saw that i was like oh my god that can be nasty it's not nice for nine points <laughs> but it is you know mikhail 
Maybe he does know what he's doing. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just trolling us all. Um, yeah. Baron Blacktide NCU, what do you think of that? Baron Blacktide. Blind Baron. Yeah. Uh, so- sorry, Baron. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen him dominate a game and I've seen him do nothing. Depends on whether or not you you have ways and can force your opponent to fail a morale test. I also think it depends a lot on um, how your opponent plays. Because if you're setting up, as what we traditionally know is good plays, and setting up for a round one, like, or turn one of a round, open with an impactful damage, Baron mm. can't be down on the board. And if that's the thing that you need him to block and stop, then Baron's not useful. Um, okay. I'm charging off the swords, for example, and doing like a Tully Cavalier charge with assault orders off the charge. Like, I don't give a fuck if you've got Baron in your list. You don't have him on your unit now. What are you going to do? Um, but, Greyjoy's Those three are me. definitely in contention for the win. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have, we have such a strong field. Mm-hmm. Um... There were teams forming that I wouldn't dream about. People coming together. We have, yeah, pr- pretty good con- contestants here. Mm-hmm. Barras again. Barras. Barras the Stark. Stannis and Axel both running eight double Dragonstone nobles. Only one Dragonstone noble actually in one list. One of them's one of them's only running a single Dragonstone. Um. Yeah. I mean, they're interesting lists. They're, they're probably fine. There we have Exo with a Queensman. Mm-hmm. Carlo. There you go. Yep. Roller, roller, roller. Dragonstone Noble. Cutthroat. Roller, roller. Roller, roller. <laughs> um, I feel like... Hmm, I feel like the NCU package with Axel isn't quite right, but I mean... Yeah, it could be. I I like Roos with the like bringers. To be honest, I think that's mm. fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know where you find extra points. You could yeah, maybe that's... drop the other the other cutthroats down to a noble and try try Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a problem. I still think that Mel is a great combo with the uh, Relor Faithful. Mel is also an amazing combo with Axel specifically yes. because because it gives you this amazing burst potential. Of I'm about to take a test, and then you say, "If I fail, I will take three wounds. If I pass, you will take the three wounds." Um, and you do that on the test that you have to take yourself. That also enables you to put a test onto somebody else, and that's all while grabbing swords or something like that, right? Like a unit can just go kaboom off of the back of that. Um, yeah, and I think just the threat of that is very useful. I think that that is the use of Mel. I don't think that Mel is widely amazing, but you know, I do think that there is a place for Mel. So I would, I don't know, all three of those are okay. Roos's specific helps the Mel. I would drop either Davos or Peter. In the team tournament, I would have let somebody else take Peter and I would have put in Mel and I would drop the other cutthroats down to another noble to make that happen. But you know, otherwise, they're okay lists. I used to do the Axel combo in Faithful. It's how I got my Axel badge um, for Brathians. And I do think the Axel with the old version of Mel in the like, the Faithful was dirty as anything. Because it was like a huge, massive sw- swing in Wound. 
Um, so yeah, 100% think that that's got play, but it's a shame we don't see the Mel. But here's the thing, which is I think that those two lists are good. I think they could maybe be improved a tiny bit. Debatable. We'll see what happens. But they're just not the same kind of power level as the three lists that we just looked at before. Yeah. And yet, these are close to the best things that Barras can field. That's why Barras just like, they're not a power faction. They're just not trash tier anymore. Mm. Wop and his Lannisters, he's running an eight activation Tyrion list um, with one poor fellow, one Gregor, two units at six, and Hedge Knight, and he picks up Joffrey for the extra point, dropping the what would normally be Flayed Men or Knights of Cassie Rock down to Hedge Knights for the extra point invested in Joffrey. This is almost a carbon copy of the old a activation style Lannister side stuff, oh. but with a bit of a hit. Um, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure. Maybe. It might still work. It might actually still work. Um, I watched the exact list on the right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely batter Mikael the other day. Yeah. Um, I think Wop's a very good player. I don't think they're I personally don't think that they're amazing lists. Like, uh, they, I mean, I understand. Like, I do again. I think they were back to like they might be the best things that Lannister's field. Yeah. I don't think that they're amazing lists that will dominate the game. Mm. No. Yeah, Poofellows. They they took a hit. They're in you both lists because of cheap activations. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Not much I'm really there. curious about the second list, how Tuvin shakes out. Uh, <sighs> Rob Stark nine activation list. Uh, this is something that I think could be scary. The thing you lose the double down in damage um, on the Tully Cavaliers, but I do something like do think something like this could be scary. The problem yeah. is you're running two NCU's, which immediately has a problem. Jesse likes running two NCU's. So it's not a surprise to me that he runs the two. Um, but I do think that a nine activation Stark could see a lot of play and could be decent. So I'm I'm really curious about the first list. The second is okay, um, but the first list looks really scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second list, is, sorry, the first list is. Can I wait long enough and then absolutely batter you with some Tully Cavaliers? on a double tap um it doesn't have loads of setup but what it has is it has rob's ability to remove you from combat and get more charges again yeah but you are all in on this unit of tully cavaliers but it doesn't have the trackers the trackers with the the, with the traps with the plus one damage on the traps they can set up a little bit for the tully cavaliers to make that like if they can do Mm. a little bit of chip then the Tully Cavaliers have a much better chance of that coming in and just going bang. Um, it is an interesting pairing. It pairs yeah. up with a list like She Bears, which is much more sustained, has the ability to put out that Warcry tokens, plays much better into things that are heavily armored, probably plays well into Baratheons and sustained style factions on the right. The one on the left plays well into the high activation spam, full of cheap units, hopefully. Those Tully Cavaliers are deleting units a turn. Um, interesting list. Very interesting take on the Stark faction. Uh, 
I don't rate it as highly as the Great John one, but uh, you know what? It, it is uh, it is a good take. I like. I think it's a good take on what could be some of the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see that list playing. Yeah. So we've got Larks, uh, Bob, and Brett coming in next. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Larks, Bob, and Brett. Did Bob take three uh, no names? Chris's spot. I think he did, didn't he? In the end. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Larks is picking up free folk. He's taking Mance, and he's taking Steer. Um, taking an eight activation steer list, and he's taking a nine activation mance list. Mag, mag in steer, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a savage giant. Giant mance at nine activations. Mm-hmm. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Two trappers, raiders, chariots, and a Two giant. Two chariots. Oh, yeah. That is that is also a, a list. Two when trappers, I saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> What is this? <laughs> Super interesting. Do you know why those? Yeah. Do you know why I like that? Because that is exactly the kind of thing that fucks around with high, uh, the the cavalry spam style stuff. Um, because it's just as fast. Okay, it's weak as shit, but it just comes in and goes. Yeah, but you're in combat now. <laughs> you know. True. Um, yeah. We'll see. Not convinced by the okay. savage giant. Not convinced by that. No. Um, or by the advance, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> John Snow Lights Hunters, watch. watch Captain Hunters, Conscripts, Ghosts, Ranger Trackers, Amon, Samuel, Gilly. A very similar kind of eight. Actually, it's a pseudo, it's a seven, pseudo eight, slash nine. We get there. <laughs> uh, we we, we, we range around seven to nine activations, <laughs> depends. <hell>. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, somewhere in the seven to nine region. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a similar kind of style to what we saw before, but obviously doing it a slightly different way. Um, gonna have to start. Gonna have to start plotting for activations themselves as a bell curve. This, this, this is what your, this is what your faction's activation count. Like your individual list doesn't exist at, at an activation count. It exists in a range of possibilities. <clears throat> God, don't you hate it? Um, <laughs> the seven activation uh, Donald list is just a straight seven. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. Alistair Thorne veterans, I have to say, I've played against it, and it's just not something you want to fight. You should just ignore that unit because it's on four morale, takes one less wound from failing panics, and it has counter strike. Just don't go near yep. it. And if it passes a panic, it does a wound. Just, just, just ignore it. Shoot it if you can. Um, Use the new rules and retreat. <laughs> as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that one plays out as well. Uh, what we got next? Brett with Targaryens. He's running Grey Worm and Drogo. Yeah. And here we see Unsullied Swordmasters. Yep. Unsullied Officer and Jorah. And I think that is an interesting combination here. Very similar to what we saw with. The one before it's no, just obviously Jorah and Dothraki. Was it? Yeah, Biscius. First is... lesson. Yeah, yeah. Biscius. Biscius. But Biscius had um, Flayed Men and something, I think, for nine points. Whereas this picks up Jorah, yeah. Jorah and Outriders for the nine. Um, Jorah is being used there for the Outriders to double down on the ranged attack. It's decent. Or or the Pikemen. Could work on the Pikemen. I'm not as convinced on the pikeman. You would never use it with the unsullied is the problem because 
the two abilities it gives you the unsullied already get. So it's yeah. actually useless on the unsullied officer and swordmaster combo. Yeah, but he, he enables the other two, he does. two units. Yeah. What um, do you think of the all horses lists? I mean, flaidmen, veterans, outriders, screamers. They are. Zora. It's the same reason I think Brendan Outrider, when he finally gets released and played more, a lot more, will be strong. In that, all cavalry lists will always be strong in a sense of um, they can't be outdeployed, to put it bluntly. Yeah. Um, and if they can't be outdeployed, it removes that kind of section of the game where they have to worry. That doesn't mean they're amazing and like top tier and gonna rock the world and because you know they have other problems like low activation counts and stuff like that. But that removing that fear of being out deployed, I think, is important. Um, they can mitigate this advantage. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't I mean, mean it's I the exact amazing. list that I played against with Othel, except that Blood Riders are now Flayed Men, yeah. which is a change that we expect everybody to be making. Um. It's a strong list. But as strong as a 5-2 gets. Yeah. Still a 5-2. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but, but Drogo with Flayman, yeah. It's almost guaranteed wounds. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, next one. Got Drogon, Mizzetide, and Prince Whiskey playing Greyjoy, Baratheon, and Lannister. Dagmo Baelo. Dagmo Out of Baelo. my own heart. Uh, again, the Iron Makers, Bowman, Bowman Reavers, Dracarian. Nothing new there. Uh, Two silence men. There is some new. He didn't use Victorian in one of his the Baylor list. Yeah. There you go. First person to not field Victorian. And instead upgraded yeah. the four point trappers to something like a silence man or the four point units of silence men. And yeah. yeah. I don't really know what to say about these lists. I just don't think there's much. Yeah. Sounds really mental. They're all playing the same style of lists when we see these, or very similar. And it feels actually there's very little innovation. It feels like everyone's done the same innovation. Do you know what I mean? Uh, with the Baylor and the Dagmar in general. Um, yeah, but like we've seen, we've seen different commander pairings from every one of them. Have. Whereas no, like, we have. we've seen two Targaryen players who have identical commander pairings. We've seen, yeah. you know, like no, that is just that's true. That's good enough. We see uh, a pair of eights on Stannis and Renly. Um, go and watch Renly. Here we go, boys. <laughs> Time has come. It makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's good, but it makes me happy. <laughs> is, is that Mr. T's list? Yeah, it is. Mr. Tides. Uh, I think he changed that a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think that. I think that was the the, the last second change. He changed this. Uh, let me read. Check real quick. Oh, here we go. She produced this lovely. You're gonna ruin my day. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carlo. Fielded thought much. Uh, noble, flayed men, light bringers. Faithful. Yeah, he, he changed that. He, he changed the Thornwood. Um, it, it's now um, Renly, Charismatic Ayah, uh, Sentinels in and Renly in them, Rose oh. Knights, Champions of the Stack with a Fortune Seeker and Wardens with Courtney Penrose, Lena and Peter Baelish. Totally different list. Sorry, uh, Carlo. Yeah. Sorry. No watch, guys. No Thornwatch. Rip. That was uh, the one change that was last second. <laughs> 
The one on the left is just an improved San S side list, thanks to the light bringers getting better. Yep. Um, it, basically, the list couldn't exist in the past. Now it can, thanks to the light bringers change. Yeah. Uh, Peter and Axel. Sorry, Axel. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, thought it was other Florent for a minute. Oh, I was going to say. Alistair. I was going to say that's a big waste if you're running Peter and Alistair Florent. Uh, no, yeah, they, those lists are okay. Again, I think they're like okay Brathian lists. I'm still waiting for somebody to find find the golden barrel list. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Tywin at seven with uh, Tywin in Mountains Men, Knights of Cassie Rock, Bronn Crossbowmen, and Lannisport City Watch. Not gonna lie to you, um, Prince Whiskey looks like he's gone down the list of kind of trash tier stuff and gone. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm gonna make it work. He has actually Fuck fielded it. almost every unit from the bottom ten. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Lannister Crossbowmen with Clegane Mountain Men. He's got Stormcrows with Sandor, Knights of Cassie Rock, Gregor Mountain, Walder, Frey, and Varys. Wow, that is a. You know what? If he hey. wins, if he wins games with that list, fucking kudos, because that it's the old couple together again. I really don't think I'd want to play that list. <laughs> Personally, I think I'd rather shoot myself in the foot than play that list. Uh, not my style at all. But yeah. I might give it a try now, just so I've said that. Um, Gregor 5-2. He runs uh, a 4-3 with Tycho as well. Man. We'll see. Oh, look, it's the Australians! They're back. The Australians are back. Um, yeah. Uh, Dark Angels, the Oxy Spleen with uh, the Reserve of Rob. Um, so we've got Drogo Gayworm. Huh. That's a combo of commanders we've heard before. I'm starting to see a theme. Godmaster's <laughs> an unsolid officer. I've seen that before. Yeah. We've got the Blood Riders and Drogon. Stuck with the Blood Riders. Interesting. Interesting. Uh. And he's playing 5-2. 5-2 yeah. and a 5-2 pseudo. With a dragon! Whoa, he's not scared of the nerfs. That's interesting. Who's this? Dark Angel 88. This is Dark Angel, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Blood, Blood Riders Drogon, I don't know. Both 5-2 lists. Costly. Interesting. So the, Australians... six pseudo six, so. the Australians have spent the last two editions saying that 5 well, two NCUs can work, not specifically 5-2. Well, well, specifically 5-2. Actually, specifically that 5-2 beats 4-3. Or, um, or they'll say 6-2 can beat 6-2 over, over a 5-3. Yeah. Um, which are, yeah, it's an interesting take. They, they stick by it very religiously that they think that board frontage is very important. Board presence is very important. Sorry, I've just got a personal message from Prince Whiskey after us, uh, after we looked at his lists, and he literally said, "I have to improve my ELO somehow." <laughs> so he's gone for some shit commanders in the hope that you know, picking up a win or two would be beneficial. And losing doesn't matter. Love it, absolutely love it. If you're gonna go and try and like nick some ELO from someone, that is the way to do it. Kudos for that, Prince Whiskey. Um, uh, Fargo. Fargo, Fargo, nice watch. Watch. Hello. Nice watch. No uh, war machines, <laughs> No war machines. 
Yeah, I I really thought we would see some more war machines after um after the nerfs. But if you go through the list, I don't think um I've seen any boulder thrower or stone thrower. Yeah. I prefer boulder, that's great. Um <laughs> Boulder. Sorry, I, I've got another mini here that that's called Boulder, and he's carrying a big stone. Um, so no stone throw, and I haven't seen a scorpion, I think. But I've seen a lot of cold hands. Yep, cold hands. On Snow Ranger hunters. Snow Hello. Ranger. The variations on the mm. list are different every time. We see this one running the ghillie, which puts him down to like a seven slash eight. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's no captain. No yeah. captains in either list. Um, we'll see there. We'll see how those play out with Spleen. And finally, Deoxy's running uh, Stannis, and he's gone for double sevens. Uh, two NCUs in all lists. He's gone for Jack and Melisandre. That combo there with Stannis, one true king, running double faithful, Lightbringers, Noble, and Stormcrow Mercs to uh, supply aid. He's running basically conscripts for five. Um, and in the other list, he's gone for Andrew Estamont, King's Men. Bloody Mother's Horse Riders Dragonstone Noble. Yeah, we have got Sentinel yeah. on crack going on here. Yeah, got I like it. Zorse Riders with the Noble. And we have Barra Sentinels with King's Squire Devon, who I believe is Auto 6 on the charge, For right? D3 wounds, yeah. For D3 wounds. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you give it up, you give it up. Like, if you give, if well positioned, they can deny your opponent from being able to do certain stuff, or they'll get countercharged for sure. The problem is, is that all you do is deny your opponent from really doing it. You never get the countercharge against a competent opponent. Mm -hmm. But if you put enough sentinels down, then they're gonna have to give you one somewhere. Yeah. We'll see. I'm not sold on the double NCU. The Jack and Melisandre combo might be kind of AIDS. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 gonna be a really yeah. headache for some people. We'll see. Wow. We'll see with that. Um, Masara, Jabor, and Kras uh, Kraquik. I can't even pronounce. I think it. it's Krachik. Krachik. Um, he's got Free Folk Stark Knight's Watch. Free Folk. Oh look, it's a nine. Activation rants list and a nine activation mounts list. Um not gonna lie. Masara's never been the most uh inventive list builder. No. <laughs> he normally takes literally what everybody else is fielding and doing well with and just puts it on the table. But we got a skin changer. We have got skin Ooh, changers hello. in both lists. One skin changer. Um Yeah, it's not like I painted four of those and never used them. <laughs> Uh, we've got Tormund Raiders in both. We've got Array Leader Raiders in both. We've got Trappers, single Trappers in one. And then the other one trades out the, the other single Trappers for Weeper Cruel Tyrant and Mansin Fens. These lists are basically identical in every single way, except one of them runs double Trappers, and the other one runs uh, Array Weeper Raiders rather than Trappers. Um, I don't see the point, personally. Uh, running two lists like this where the change is so minimal um uh, at that point is what is that change alone impactful enough to warrant running one list over the other i 
think you're just better off having a different list. Um, personally, but I don't know about you guys. Mm. No, I think you can do more, but at the same time, like the free folk can't do a lot. So you know, like you've only got yeah, only I really got thought variants of one powerful list. So yeah, I really thought he would throw in uh, chariot because I have the feeling chariots are very nasty. I think a so single chariot is very impactful in a list. One chariot's enough to do the work. More than one, I don't know if it's overkill. But yeah. yeah so. Uh, Brindon Outrider Commander. So yeah, I think Brindon Outrider Commander has a lot of value now. Um, he's running a 5-2 list. 7. Um, Cavaliers, Outriders, She-Bears, Hedge Knights, Shaggy. So you've got 3 cavalry with supporting Dog to run with you. And the Rick on She-Bears sitting in the back lines war crying. Um, I think this has value. Um, I think this is fine. Is Tully himself have outflank yes. on the unit that he attaches to? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Brendan Tully has outflank. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I have to read it. Uh, no. Does he give? No. He has Sentinel and Elusive Escape. I think it's his attachment. Right, it yeah. gives outflank. Sense. Vanguard Infiltrator is Mark Target outflank. Um, yeah, so interesting. And then the Great John list is like Great John She Bears, Mormont Vet Zerkers, Mormont Vet Zerkers, Stoutkara's Glory Seeker, uh, a standard 4 3. And um, yeah, I think this is fine. Um, it's a standard like four three great John list. It's not got the power pieces in it that we're used to seeing, but maybe outriders can just do the job. I don't know the the killable or unkillable Zerka moment veteran idea. Um... Not sold. Nah, I, I feel like they're the worst. Like you know, if they want work for him, then they want work for him. But I feel like that's the worst stock pairing we've seen so far. I think Great John's Grey fine, it's just obviously the list. I think Brynden's fine as well as a commander, but I don't know if I like this list fully. Um, but yeah. Uh, finally, we've got Night's Watch. We've got Joe... Joe? Jesus. John Hunters. Uh, we've got Ghost. We've got Swarm Brothers, Watch Captain, Conscripts Vets, Double NCU. And we've got Corin Waldefrey in this... Wow. Jon Snow Hunters, Watch Captain Hunters, Watch Captain Hunters Ghost. Holy yes. mother of fucking god. So, uh, Mickey, can you do our how much activation? <laughs> no, I don't six want to. to nine. <laughs> that is a six. Pseudo eight. Slash seven. Slash six because of Walder going last. Um, yeah. After Corin sacrifices himself, you have to go on the board first. You can't take a single activation until you've got nothing else left. But maybe that actually works really well because you just Corin and go, right, fuck it, I'm going in. And you just, this, you, you get the yeah. Ranger Hunters bouncing. You know what I mean? You just get them bouncing. Um, this is a crazy list and I love it. I love seeing people experimenting with things like that. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Uh, Charles says it in chat, actually. We have seen a lot of Tycho so far. We'll see how he turns out to be. Um, yeah, that's just a mental list. I can't even begin to process how that's supposed to work or what I would do against it. I'm just going to, like... That's one of those you see someone place on the board and go, what the fuck? Right, let's see. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we've got uh, 
Demon Master Skunk uh, Nat Club, uh, the German stack, Starks, the Lannisters, Night's Watch. Uh, Rob, uh, great John List. He's one for Rob Dervishes. Um, oh, 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 let's go. Rob Dervishes with w, double House Study Cavaliers. Yep. This is, this is bouncing in and out, this thing. Hit and run. Many, many outlets. So this is like the polar opposite to uh, to Jesse's Rob List, which is not, hey, I'm going to build everything around getting this one unit of Tully Cav to do everything for me. This is, I have three different units, all who want to bounce. I mean, like, add the Stark Outriders in too with the ambush and stuff like that, charging in the flank. Four units that just want to bounce in and out of combat using Rob's cards. It might be overkill. It might be too much. You might be better with with uh, with Jesse's kind of focus list, where you focus in on helping one unit. But it's quite an interesting take. Double Cavaliers is always going to be a scary list now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you compare those lists, um, like like you did, you've got the one I wait, 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 wait. Then I've got the button I I want to push, and here it is. Uh, okay, I've got four different angles I can hit you with. So uh, where do you want to put the conditions on? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care because I have three others and then I will go in and out. So um, I, I can totally see the activation point, but I can uh, here it is like, oh my God, where, where can I start? <laughs> well, how can I deny that? Indeed. Um, moving on. Skunk Lannisters. He's gone for seven Tyrion and a seven Gregor. The Tyrion, he's got Guardsmen, Gregor, Knights of Cassie, Rock, Flayed Men, Poor Fellows, and Tywin High Sparrow. And in the Gregor, he's got Red Cloaks, Gregor, Red Cloaks, Knights of Cassie, Rock, Poor Fellows, and Champ. With High Sparrow, Joffrey, and Tywin. Spending a massive 15 points in NCUs yet again. Second Lannister player we've seen investing 15 points in NCUs. Carlo, uh, it's obviously we talk about activations being strong. You're the biggest proponent of saying that Lannister are like basically the three NCU faction. Do you think that if Lannisters work with these kind of like this kind of spend on NCUs, do you think that plays into the idea of Lannisters being an NCU focused faction where they want to take expensive NCUs? I mean, it's risky. I mean, nobody wants to take expensive no. NCUs. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. These just feel like they just feel like lists from last edition, but worse. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's the real thing. They just feel like. I mean, yes, they have Knights of Castle Rock, but like, I don't see Knights of Castle Rock as wildly different to Flayed Men in their output. Mm-hmm. So. It's just uh, it's just last edition, but with one less one less activation is how I see it. Um. You know, uh, the the list on the right, Red Cloak's worse, Red Cloak's worse. Knights of Castle Rock could have been Flayed Men in the past. Poor Fellow's worse. Champion of the Faith, worse, because you can't, you're not as reliable with that token anymore. You've spent one more point on Joffrey. Tywin is still what he is, and High Sparrow is still what he is. This list was all right in the past, and now is not as all right. So, yeah, like, you know, maybe maybe, maybe they are best off spending 13. What is that? What did you say? 13? No, it's 15. 15. 15 points. 15 points on NCUs. Um, but if they are, they're, they're in a sad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, 
Moving on, Nack Labs Night's Watch. We see John in Swarm Brothers this time, mixing up a little bit. Ranger Hunter's Watch Captain, Ranger Trackers with a Watch Marshal. Interesting, a Watch Marshal solo. The first time we've seen Watch mm -hmm. Marshals appear. Ghost and is running Amon, Samwell and Gilly. Samwell Gilly, quite a common thing we're seeing a lot of the Night's Watch players use. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people try, trying out. It's, um, especially the combination with Corin, I think, could be beneficial. It's interesting for the extra activation. It's very, I, there's also a lot of conversation to be had there. Do you know what I'm surprised by? With the lack of jaw? We've not seen Bowen. Yeah. And yeah. Bowen only narrowly got beaten out by jaw previously. Quite, I say narrowly, but like, jaw was clearly better. But like, he was better because of the cards you were attaching, specifically awful. Bowen wasn't bad, and we've not seen Bowen at all. No, Bowen wasn't bad, but I think um, if you've got the option Bowen or Samuel, I think you will you will pay one more. Maybe. Well, if you're in a two NCU setup, yes. Yeah. But if you're in a three NCU setup, then why bring a fourth Gilly? But like, yes, if you're in a two yeah. NCU setup, to allow yourself to take a third, which means that on one of the important turns, you can act as a three NCU faction. Yeah. Uh, NCU list, which I do believe. You know, I, I do rate Gilly on that front, um, you know, turn three, turn four, whatever one feels most important uh, for you to be three NCUs. Also, you can, like, use Gilly at a time where your opponent might not expect you to. They might think, like, they might not rush to fill the board. You put down two, they put down two, it's their turn. They choose not to take the board because they're like, oh, I can leave that zone open for later. And then you're just like, nah, I'll actually take it with Gilly. Not just on the turn where you were going first, but on the turn where your opponent was going first because they didn't think you would use Gilly. But um, but it's a leaning into the idea that you're going to play a 2NCUs. Um, which, you know what, if, 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 if Samwell's enabling that, then I'm, I'm fully okay with that. Like, I, I don't have any... You know, people seem to think that I have some kind of dog in the fight that I think that 3NCUs is... is, is 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 the elite way to play a song of ice and fire no like i just think that i think that it's the best strategy and what i talk about is what is the best strategy right now mm -hmm. um and if samuel's going to make that not the best strategy i'd be really interested around seeing more ncus like samuel and Gilly. yeah uh yeah um apparently uh tom tyler's saying he ran bowen in his john list i must have missed it i don't remember seeing it uh right, how many teeth we're we nearly see there. a lot of ranger hunters though. A yeah. lot of ranger hunters. A lot of ranger hunters. Um we've got NSB uh coming in next for the Flatlanders and it's Targaryens and it is Carl Drogo and Grey Worm, it is Grey Worm Pikes, it's Unsullied Officer Pikes this time rather than the Swordmasters, Outriders mm -hmm. Jorah, Daenerys, Lyrio Barristan, and we see the five two split on the Drogo side, this time not running the veterans and not running Jorah, but instead of taking Harakar's double screamers outriders from the flayed men. Um these lists are all built uh not to again to stray from people, but the Targaryen lists are they're looking formulaic. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna spend a long time talking about it because of that, but uh yeah. Axel Florin in cutthroats. Oh, if you're gonna go hard, go fucking hard. Um, okay. Lightbringers, Red Priestess, Faithful Naked, Bolton Flayed Men, Alistair Melisandre Jacken. So he's running the Mel Jacken. Mel and Jacken. Here we go. Oh, Mel yeah. and Jacken with Axel. You know what? This might be the golden ticket. This might be the barrel list, which actually just like competes with anything. Because if I roll the dice, 
you might lose. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You might just lose. You I don't care just... what list you've got. If I roll these dice, you might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Loras Rose Knights. Uh, uh, Loras is a very good commander. Uh, very, very good commander. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. That over the weekend, uh, me and Carlo having this conversation uh, with some of the others at the club. Uh, it is hilarious that Shield Wall, using a shield, which was uh, part of the reason it was designed in military history, was to block arrows, and shield wall doesn't block arrows, but Loras <laughs> Overgrowth does give you hits. <laughs> so uh, you yeah. can bounce arrows back with Loras's Overgrowth, but you can't block a sh- uh, block an arrow with a shield. Uh, there are arrows growing from the earth. <laughs> you uh... just pick it up and throw it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just been shot by a flaming arrow, and he picks the arrow up and launches it back and kills a guy. <laughs> like, what world do we live in? Um, yeah, uh, Loras Rose Knights, Dario Rose Knights, Blade Men, Cutthroats, Marjorie, Courtney, Alistair. Um, yeah, you're going to come in, you're going to shank some people with That's Dario. That's my favorite, favorite pairing so far. Yeah. For Barras. Yeah. For Barras. Uh, I also think Dario Rose Knights is legit because you're like, oh no, I took some wounds. Lol, take some more wounds because I held heal. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's really thought out, both of the lists, I think. Yeah. Um, you I'd can really see like to find two more points, though. And turn those cutthroats into queens and men. Yeah, maybe dropping the red priest. Yeah, maybe maybe you get rid of the bolt and flayed men. Maybe drop the flayed men down to hedge, but flayed men play into the list more. Yeah, I dropped the I dropped yeah. the red priest out of the light bringers in an instant. There's my first. Maybe Jacket going way. down to a four point of Davos. Um, no, 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 no. I like you the double Jack and Alessandra. I like the Jack yeah. and Mal. Yeah, he's got to drop the. I think the only other option you've got is Faithful coming down to cuts. Yeah. Which is not a great trade because that's your second target for Melly and Jack. Um, right, moving on. Duan, uh, with his great choice, he's gone for Euron Dagmar. Um, we see another combination. Basically, uh. Euron list. He's running Flayed Men in his Euron list. Uh, at eight activations, no Victorian, but the seven Dagmar runs Victorian at pseudo eight. Dagmar at nine, of course, potentially. Yeah, uh, similar kind of theme. Iron Maker, Silence Men, Bowman Trappers. Yeah. Victorian Silence Men, so 10 point unit. Ouch. Expensive. And we've got Carl and Asha in the Trappers. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Carl is an important piece here. Um, many overlook them. Yeah. Um, the problem is that point for Expert Duelist is sometimes better used elsewhere. Um, but Expert Duelist is still strong. Uh, in certain scenarios, certain combinations. Um, yeah. Yeah. Has, cool. has every single one of our Greyjoys so far been a different pairing of commanders? I think yep. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. We've had Euron, Baylor, Euron, Dagmar, Dagmar, Baylor, <laughs> Asher. No, comes. Asher, Dagmar, I think it was. No, no, Asher, no comes the best team. Um, I just gave you a team name, by the way. Oh, cool. I guess I'm captain. Uh... <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> he just wrote to me as he said, uh, you need list. I guess I'm the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh... your team name now. <laughs> so at, at one point, um, our team was quite literally like, because Carl said, do you want to play? I said, oh, I'm happily playing. And then Carl was like, oh, do you want to play with us? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Don't really care. Um, and then he was like, uh, oh, who should be the captain? I was like, well, I don't really want to be the captain. I just want to chill out and play some games. And he was like, oh, right. Well, I'm here and you're here. So we'll make 
uh, will make Joe trash man of bats the captain because <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> and then I was like, Carl, did you? I, literally this morning, Carl, did you send your list to him? He's like, No, I didn't. Do I need to send my lists? Yes. <laughs> uh, so he sent the list. He's like, I guess I'm the captain now. <laughs> like that's how this went. <laughs> like no one cares. Um, anyway, Carl's running uh, Starks. He's running Great John and Howland. I haven't even looked at these lists. Um, <laughs> he's running Great John Sworn Swords, Tully Cavaliers, Storm Crow Mercenaries, Rickon, Berserkers with more than Shaggy. Um, so so he... much about proving me wrong with all the preparation and plotting teams we're doing. <laughs> Mate, zero prep. I don't even I don't even I actually don't know what Joe is running at all. I gave him some things, like, <laughs> ideas for Night's Watch, uh, but no idea what he's running. Uh, he's running Howland Reed. I personally I think Howland Reed's really good <laughs> as an NCU and he gets massively underplayed and played badly now carlo can say ah oh, everyone gets played badly and well equally so therefore if his elo is just bad he's bad but i do think howland reed is a lot better than his ratings have suggested um personally and i did play him a lot when i was playing starks um i've not seen him in bolt and Bastard girls so we'll see how this one goes <laughs> um yeah nothing really much to say there Five oh no I haven't kind of been trackers makes me sad in <clears throat> my soul. Uh, my lists, which Carlo knows off by heart probably by now, it's a heart, a Mance at nine and a Harmer at nine. Um, I don't have any. Slash eleven when you play endless hold, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can say that about any free folk list, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I know, but you know, just, just on the whole, no, you can't play how, many, the... how many activations whoa, whoa, whoa. does a list have? You can't play them <laughs> both on the same round, so you think you'll find it's a 9 slash 10 slash 11, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Thens. I mean... Thens do work. I actually think yeah. it's a build with Thens, Tormund Thens. Uh, I think Tormund Thens with Mag might be something that is just hilarious, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I think the Harmer list is deceptively good as well, um, but it's based around one idea, and if you know what the idea is and don't get caught out by it, you're fine. But uh, but sometimes you don't have a choice because it's nine activations. You, you don't get to choose whether you get caught out by it. Um, I just saw the chat trash panda riding. <laughs> I agree, zero. I agreed to play and didn't know what the tourney was. <laughs> yeah, no, Joe had literally no idea what he was even playing. Um, <laughs> zero prep. Uh, let's have a look at his list. Let's see what he picked. He went for Jon Snow in the end. For uh, Jon Snow hunters, cold hands, warm brother captain, shadow tower spearman with a watch captain, what a legend. Uh, Amon Offal. Um, and then we see Donald Noivets, watch captain, hunters, cold hands, warm brothers, captain. Aim on Samuel Gilly. Uh, there is a distinct lack of conscripts across all of these Night's Watch lists. Um, yeah, I think I saw one in, in Bob's list. Yeah, but they've moved away from the um, healing. But Donald and Vets, that's another unit you want to retreat from now. Mm -hmm. in, instead, instead, everybody's leaning back on Amon. Uh, yeah. We'll see really how strong he is and whether or not he can carry yeah. the whole healing of the, put the whole healing of the faction on his back, which used to be supported by double or triple conscripts. Yeah. Um, and, and Tycho or Amon in the past, uh, but uh, sometimes even both. So yeah, Joe but, like, thought nice it was watch, a 2v2 Nice team. watch also, you know, just like John, either whether or not he's in Ranger Hunters himself, but like 100% of pairings have had a John with Ranger Hunters in, right? Yeah. Mm, that yeah. is just the obvious go-to in the faction right now. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, 
moving on. Uh, next team up, we've got Team Heroes World. Uh, it... uh, that's our last team now. Last yeah. team? Hooray! Uh, not because, you know, I can't be asked <laughs> Page to Page 31. <laughs> yeah, we've gone through a lot of lists here. Uh, team Heroes World is the uh, Canadian stack from uh, where Ariakas plays with N-Line, uh, Richard, who's obviously here tonight, and Thranswill. Um, Stark, Lannister, and Night's Watch. N-Line has been a Lannister player since he existed. As far as I'm aware, he was born a Lannister player, a bit like Carlo. Uh, Carlo yeah, has... Land in the faction like me. Yeah, Car <laughs> Carlo's actually a traitor. Uh, Carlo's yeah. a, a turncoat, a Lannister turncoat. Whereas, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a stalwart, a Lannister stalwart, like, uh, you know, Guardsman or Halberdier, the end line is. Um, yeah, we've got hey, great hey, John Rob. I've always said I'm actually a Tyrell player. <laughs> I mean, you can say that. You can say you're a Tyrell player, but you know, you're not really. Um, you don't. You're not like all the other Baratheon players who, the moment anyone says Baratheons are bad, goes, "No, they're amazing." <laughs> um, Leave yeah. Baratheons alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we've got Great John and Rob. Um, we've got Great John at eight and Rob at eight. Uh, Great John Sarks on Swords, Rickon uh, and Osher in Stormcrow Mercs with Shaggy, of course. Tully Cavaliers and Umberserkers Mormont Vet, Sansa, Caitlin, Arya. Sansa, Caitlin, Arya coming up in the Rob list as well with Rob Starks on Swords, Stark Bowman, Stark Outriders, House Tully Cavaliers and Greywind. Can I just say, that Rob list feels, and I know it's the layout and things makes it look small, but it also feels like a Stark list. Do you know what I mean? I look at that and think, that feels like a literal army from Starks that I can imagine. Some Stark cavalry, some Stark sworn swords, some Stark bowmen, some Tully cavaliers as like a reinforcing thing, and Grey wins there. Very thematic. I love it. I don't care about anything else. It feels thematic. Yeah. Um, I mean, also the fact that it has Sansa, Caitlyn, and Arya. Yeah. It's literally Rob and the girls. Um, very reminiscent of 1.6, right? The uh, mm. the ten point package that was Sansa, Arya, and Caitlyn. Um, I mean, it's piloted by Ariakas. He's probably thought about this. He probably knows what he's doing. We'll see. <laughs> um, That's our Lord last Rachel Stark list. That's our last Stark list. Did every Stark list... No, 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 no. Jesse definitely ran one without. Almost every single Stark list ran um, Tully Cavaliers, right? Yes, every... I think so. Practically 100% one... of pairings have a Tully Cavalier in. I'm pretty yeah. sure on that part. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, people people were pretty pretty hot on Tully Cavs these days. There were five Great John lists in total. Um, I don't know how many. Uh, let's have a look. Let's oh, carry on with the others. I was just kind of... There know, were only... Wondering. There were a lot less than... Well, we'll see. There are a lot... They're not that many factions of Starks. I think Great John appeared in most of them, um, which says a lot, I think. Um, we have uh, N-Line running an 8 Tyrion and a 7 Roos. Now, the 7 Roos I'm interested in, in looking at. The 8 Tyrion just, again, feels like a bad version of the old stuff. Tyrion crossbow. Well, I mean, he's running double crossbows. That's quite different. Oh, yeah, but it's the same 6, 6, 8, 4, 4. Triple four, right? Um, yeah. The same layout, just running the better sixes now rather than the perhaps worse sixes. Uh, the double crossbowman one with Tyrion in, Knights of Cassie, Rock at eight, Poor Fellows, Gregor at four four, Pysel, Baelish, and Cersei. Yeah, makes sense. Um, 
and Roos running Roos Cutthroats, Flayed Men, Cassie Rock, Poor Fellow Champs of Faith, Ice Barrow, Pysel, Tywin. This is very reminiscent of the other seven activation lists we saw earlier. Um, and I think with Roos Commander, Flayman has no secrets coming out, uh, with Pycelle, obviously, uh, the champ. I think this has plays into some of the Night's Watch stuff, um, and could be quite a dangerous list. I think mm. if you're going to run a 7, this might be closer to the 7 that I'm interested in seeing. Mm. Oh. Carl is very pensive. Not sure. <laughs> I honestly haven't bothered to look. Like it does, it's just so uninteresting. The changes that they made are so uninteresting for the faction um, that, like, it's, you know, somebody shows me a really cool list, I might, I might think about giving it a go. But like, all I can really see is putting on a load of cav on the board, and it's like, well, I'm already playing targs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Finally, Franz Will Hunters. The last one we've got, we've got John Snow, Ranger Hunters, Ranger Hunter Captains, Ghost Ranger Trackers, Corin Bowen, and Amon. And then Night's Watch Donald. Donald Invets, Ranger Hunter Captain, Ranger Trackers, Conscripts, Amon, Bowen Marsh, and Jaw Mormon. Um, without checking, I'm going to check in a second, but I think the most picked unit across the board, across the factions, has got to be Ranger Hunters. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, let's see how many times he actually appears in lists. Ranger Hunters across the lists appear 20 times. Um, now... That's... There can only be 11 possible Night's Watch at best. Mm -hmm. Are there 11 Night's yep. Watch? Did every, did every pairing uh, have... No. I can I can definitely say that there are some teams without Night's Watch. Cool. I mean, obviously that's pairings, you can put them two, but you're pretty much talking talking an average of more than one per list. Probably um, yeah, it's probably closer to the two as well. Yep. Yeah. We'll see we'll see what their power is. We'll see we'll see what it is. I'll be interested. I think the Night's Watch will do well. Uh I think that yeah. What was the second? What was the second set of lists? Second. And what set was that? Was our friends at Stark Night's Watch Greyjoy? Stark Night's Watch Greyjoy. Yeah, I still think that's as a three. I would say that if I was coming coming together as a team, I think that that three is probably about as close as it gets. I think I would. Pro I think that's the only combo we see that's close to that. I don't know if there's anything else. Personally, uh, I was think... there not? There was a something something free folk. I we're playing Stark's Night's Watch free folk. Um, We've got four teams without Night's Watch. Without okay. Night's Watch, so there's only seven Night's Watch players. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Fourteen Night's Watch lists, twenty-two Ranger Hunters. And yeah. Because I've got another list uh, with all the teams, players, <laughs> and the factions. Yeah. So, yeah. The, um, the other one that I. You can't, can't think you can count as Free Folk Knights Watch Targaryens. I think that's a decent combo. Um, maybe Targaryens. I, I personally believe Free Folk Knights Watch and Greyjoy are the three. I think Starks have a say and Targaryens have a say, but my top three are Free Folk Knights Watch and Greyjoy. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. 
I don't think anyone's running that combo actually. I don't think anyone's running those three com uh, lists. No. Which is impressive. And you know what? It's good to see Brathians. Fuck it. Who cares? It's good to see Brathians. Um, I do actually genuinely have to leave after four hours. That's fine. We will quickly <laughs> then, real quick, Carlo. Can we get this even up fast enough? Can I even open it up fast enough? Uh, we're gonna do the we're gonna do the uh, the list pairings. How do we do? Oh this? yeah. Do you just, uh, is Carlo just gonna randomly pick? I would say uh, he doesn't know any of. Doesn't the... know about anything. Oh no. yeah. Oh no no! Don't show him! Don't show him! <laughs> I would just uh, let him let him name uh, numbers one to eleven. For ants. So what small. is this? For ads, um, give me a number one to eleven, Carlo. Uh, four. Four. Versus seven. Four versus seven. Okay, six there we eight. go. Six versus eight, so we've got four. Six versus eight. Yep. Nine versus ten. Nine versus ten. Uh, versus <laughs> ten. Yep. Mm. One versus eleven. One versus eleven. So that's one versus eleven. Yep. Two versus three. Two versus three. Yep. I don't know what number <laughs> I missed out. You've currently got um, no one in playing. Isn't that five? I've only done five pairings, and there's one, and there's one, one number I missed. There's no one playing five. One, two, three, four, five. He's done five pairings. Yeah. There's yeah, that's correct. So that's five, that's five. it. You'll be glad to know, Carlo. For what it's worth, which team do you think you missed out for the first week? <laughs> was it yours? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely Get incredible. Get fucked, Mickey. Doesn't bother me. But, but... But I'm more than happy to play um, with you guys, Mickey and and Trash Panda Bets. His two versus two, uh, both teams on the table. He yeah, thought he would sign Joe, up for. Joe thought he was signing for a two v two over the board <laughs> <laughs> like tournament, not a not a TTS thing. So yeah, um, <laughs> cool, awesome. Um, Carlo, one last. Oh yeah, sorry. I'll let you go, Carlo, if you need to. Lockerbie, what are you gonna say? Um, I've got a little announcement um, because I talked to my wife and we've got some stuff to, um, yeah, being handmade here. And because there was just an overwhelming number of teams signing up, um, we will prepare something special as a prize for the best team in the end, um, which will be handmade, handcrafted wow. and sent over to you. I know wow. international shipping can be pretty rough but uh i will see what's what what the options are and the winning team will receive um a special thing of clothing with some stuff on it <laughs> um a baby grow no but the winning the winning it may take some some weeks because i've got to know the size and stuff but i want to um reinforce the team building character of this tournament so everybody will get some kind of clothing with their team name on it and stuff 
Is it going to be a little um, satchel where you can carry your teammates and be like, I carry these jobs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, something like that, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so that is uh, another small thing because I thought when people um, yeah, sign up for this, mm -hmm. there should be at least a little price. Fab. Um, well, thank you very much, Lockerbie. Thank you very much, of course, to everything you do as well. Um, I'm going to very, very quickly... Um, run down a couple of events that are happening uh do check out the charity event that's happening at imogen uh barracks that's soon march right um early march um so do check okay. that out it's a massive charity event uh that scabman's doing he's an absolute nutter um yeah but it's check it out that, that by the way if you click it it's not going to take you to the stats page it's going to take you to the place to donate to the charity yeah do that thing do that thing donate to the charity do that good thing cause um we have got uh dmg's brawl which is happening uh not on february uh it's going to be happening in march the red car event happening um later on in uh the season uh whoops wrong one not dmg brawl the uh, uh, yeah. red car event is happening anyway uh 10th of april is that right i think uh, i think they've done it for 10th of april um and i yeah. i do want to do a special mention to what the dead meta guys are doing um in case of you don't know the Dead Meta guys started the channel. It was Aaron and Bruce. Um, and unfortunately, uh, not that long after they started the channel, Bruce uh, passed away. Um, and they're doing the charity event there on behalf of not just Bruce, but other wargamers that have passed on as well, um, obviously during the last couple of years. So um, massive kudos to the guys over there uh, at, uh, at uh, Dead Meta Gaming. And obviously condolences, of course, as well. Um, it's a real shame, actually, I wanted to mention it here on Tony Grounds, because Bruce, back when we first started up NRG and stuff, Bruce used to comment a lot um, on stuff we did with NRG a lot more back in the day. And uh, and it was a massive shame to hear the news um, but that that had happened. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a uh, bit of a sad note, I know. But, uh, you know, what is what it is. Keep playing your games, guys. This game will be, this tournament will be running. Uh, we'll see how everything pans out. We'll see how everything shakes out for season one is there any last requests any last minute things anyone wants to mention well i mean i was just gonna say the site should be working i believe there's a few <laughs> cts export things i think maybe it might be if you add a second attachment i don't know i haven't had time to check like if you're talking about ramsey and reek i think it maybe might not load but i haven't tested i just had some reports that some lists still don't load I haven't had time to look into them. Uh, I'll try and do things. Uh, I'll try and get that fixed up as soon as possible. I've been working on some other big stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, I stuck that troll page up <laughs> that said, uh, you know, maybe if you wanted the if you wanted the uh, release to be ready on the first day, then uh, maybe you should ask Simon. It was funny, actually. A lot of people came to say. Uh, Either that they thought it was funny, but then also a lot of people seemed to feel the need to tell me that uh, obviously Simon aren't going to do that because they don't like me. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I was just I was just being a troll. But, like, you know, uh, well, you know, it's a whole different discussion about whether or not me being nice to Simon should be uh, should pre should disallow us as content creators to be considered uh, as uh, as somebody that they would ever um like kind of engage with right like this idea that a content creator would have to suck up to them and constantly say that they're brilliant for them to receive anything from them 
kind of defeats the idea of being an independent content creator, right? But uh... if anyone wants to have a look at stories on that, go and check out Legends of Total War, who's one of the largest content creators for Total War, certainly solo player stuff, and his feud ongoing with Creative Assembly, where he basically hates them, and yet he's invited and he is constantly doing stuff for their playtester program, including working on the new released uh, Warhammer 3, even though he's actively critical about them, because they value his critical opinion of the game, and even though they don't get along, they always make it like work with him. Go and check out the whole saga with Legend of Total War. Uh, you don't have to be nice to someone for them to be useful and be valuable. Um, yeah. Well, so... and and hopefully, you know what what we say, the trolls, the trolls that we give here, you know, uh, are useful to the community, and that's who I care about being useful to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and people come and watch, and so thank you for that, and uh, thank you for those who do use the site. You know, if you if you if you saw that troll message, it's because you use the site and so you know you were the target audience and i hope it made you laugh if nothing else <laughs> it made my day at 3 a.m when i was in a bit of a funny mood <laughs> and i thought ah fuck it it's my website i'll write whatever i want <laughs> i could just take the pages down or i could make a joke and you know what i fancy making a joke so <laughs> yeah all right then lockerbri any final thoughts words from yourself quickly uh, I just love being a guest here with you two guys. Um, it's been four hours now. It didn't feel like that. And I forgot to announce which game mode it is. And I can't announce it. It's Clash of Kings because it has the most uh, changes, I think, uh, with a new patch. And I want to see how that uh, thing shakes out. So that's why I just chose that. <laughs> yeah. Good so... Hey, I'm happy. My team, my, my team got a free win on week one, so hey. hey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks, thanks a lot um, for letting me on the show uh, with you two guys, and I'm really happy we can provide something for the winners. And I hope you guys are just having a lot of fun playing new stuff, trying things out. Um, and if there's anybody uh, who wants to stream it, go ahead. I think everybody will be fine with that. Um, uh, well, may maybe, maybe some won't, but I think uh, could be very interesting matches. So I'll just get I in contact and stream it. Do some recordings of some stuff as well, seeing if we've got some time. Yeah, um, I, I think the patch really brought some new wind. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much, guys, for everyone tuning in. Uh, we hit over 70 viewers at one point. Uh, cheers to all the usuals and more. And anyone new, thank you very much for tuning in. <clears throat> Check out the podcast if you haven't already. And we will see you next week. Enjoy. With a new oh. intro, Mickey. With a new intro. Oh, come on. I don't work <laughs> that fast, Lockerbie. <laughs> right. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Ready, aim, release. Anyone see my mammoth?